1: speaking of mean but I feel like murdering somebody with a chainsaw is more than just mean
0: (laughs) it's unkind yeah it's not the best thing in the world no well in Leatherface's defense he only kills one person with the titular chainsaw I thought he killed like three no sledgehammer he just chases a lot of them with it. He chases a lot of people okay. with that I was chainsaw. Like, he
1: has it for a long time to only kill one person.
0: Yeah, he just really loves that chainsaw. It I'm not even ready to
1: talk about his dance at the end.
0: Okay, so in my notes I said, oh, it's interpretive dance time, I see. That's I was like,
1: <laughs> I like his dance is what I wrote. So I'm very ready to talk about that dance. But I should probably say that we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre first. Specifically, the original 1974. Yes, yeah, 1974. Yeah. Um, I had never seen it before. I don't know. If I you had not seen it. Seen it yeah, either, no. I had never seen this movie, and it was wild. Not what I expected. A little artsier than I anticipated huh, within yeah. its shots and sound and everything. I was expecting just cliche, like, well, we got them. Lots of blood. Yeah, and there's really not a lot of blood. Yeah, which interesting. It gave me. I'm <laughs> Do You know that meme that's like, wow, this gave me Boss Baby vibes. And it's like, man, who's only seen the movie Boss Baby? <laughs> no. We'll, we'll drop it <laughs> in the website. It's like somebody who's like watching a movie and they're like, wow, I'm getting real Boss Baby vibes from this. And then it's like, man, he's only seen the movie Boss Baby. <laughs> so when I was just about to say, I was like, I hope people don't roast me. But I, I'm assuming and guessing that House of a Thousand Corpses is very much... Uh, What's it called? Inspired by this movie because I was watching it and I was like, oh, okay, because yeah. <laughs> I've seen that movie quite a few times. So I was like, mm-hmm, okay, I see. It's inspired by this. I, I see. It has to be. And if it's yeah. not, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> this one's better. Um, okay, I have facts. Yeah, I like forget the order every time we speak. Okay, so the oh god, they're all out of order. Oh no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, created by Kim Hankel and Toby Hooper. Mm -hmm. I could not find nothing really on Kim Hankel too much. Mm -hmm. He, he did a lot of just like other horror movies and stuff, like some writing credits, um, smaller ones, not anything too crazy, I don't think. And then Toby Hooper, I mean, he did this and then he did, he did some other ones that weren't like huge. They were just like, you know, smaller ones. And then he did Poltergeist, as we Mm -hmm. know. So, uh is he the one that did Poltergeist? And everybody was like, did he direct yes. it or did Spielberg? Yes. i like, I feel like after seeing this, I almost feel like it was Spielberg.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm like 85% certain it was Spielberg.
1: Because this, this just had some artsy wild vibes and Poltergeist just didn't
0: really, it, it, was, it
1: had some, I, just not as much as, I don't know. I feel like if he had directed it, it probably would have been a little different, but who knows, whatever, different mm-hmm. movie. Um, I wrote TCM and I was like, the network? I meant Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, this, it's turned into like a wild fucking franchise. So it's got, it's got multiple books. Oh. Yeah. And a video game. I know about the video game. I did not know about the books. It's got multiple books. I don't know if they're like full on, just like actual like books. Not not that these aren't actual books, but like chapter books or Mm -hmm. if they are considered like graphic novels. I have no idea. I did okay. not look, I just know it says multiple, I think it said novels, so I would assume not graphic novels, just like, okay, I don't, what do you call them, The diff, like graphic novels and,
0: comics?
1: No, or, just like regular, oh, like, pros? books, like, just books, do you try, <laughs> is that it, because I, I, I don't want so. someone to come for me and be like, graphic novels are books, and I'm like, no, I agree, but what is it when they don't have pictures?
0: <laughs> novelization
1: whatever the books graphic novels exactly <laughs> they I think they are non-graphic novels <laughs> <My>
0: Everyone, <favorite. laughs>
1: shut up don't roast me uh there are eight films in total okay i didn't list them all mm-hmm. because i was like that's eight <laughs> uh we'll get to them maybe someday probably not but yeah music was also by toby hooper oh yeah toby hooper and wayne bell okay. uh wayne bell did not have a lot of information. I couldn't find
0: much. Yeah, that makes Toby sense. Hooper
1: though apparently made some music. Good, I liked the the music in this. I have mm-hmm. some notes on it. So good for him, a man of many talents apparently. The budget was there were two different numbers. I don't necessarily know why eighty thousand to one hundred forty thousand.
0: Sometimes that's like the filming budget and then I the marketing. I think I think it was like I think it was anywhere
1: because then I read the next sentence was like. He had to keep it below one hundred and forty thousand. Okay. So maybe like eighty thousand is more of what he used, and then like one forty was their actual budget. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but no matter what, it was below one hundred and forty thousand. Okay. Um. Guess how much it made.
0: Mm, it wasn't immediately successful. Uh, for... That is not a number. <laughs> Fifty thousand. No!
1: Wow! Oh no, Kate! Oh shit! Thirty point nine (laughs) million.
0: I was right. I mean,
1: you didn't say a billion. I'll bring it up every time. You didn't say a billion. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it apparently did quite well.
0: You looked at me with such pity. I was like, you, because I was
1: expecting you to say like a million, and I was like, ha, she's really off, and then you went fifty thousand. I was like. (sighs)
0: Like okay, are we talking like opening weekend? Are we talking? Like... I, I think
1: this is just like the whole time that okay. it was
0: out. Well, so, if I knew that, I would have said maybe five million.
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> always, it would still be always. I mean, okay, okay total. Okay. Um, so originally, so we wanted this movie to be PG. Yeah. What the fuck? This is yeah. Poltergeist all over again. Mm-hmm. He. That's why it's not gory. The movie's mm-hmm. not gory because he was like, "Well, if there's no blood, PG." And I was like, "What? No? <laughs> what?"
0: Mm-hmm. You hung her on the
1: hook. <laughs> Wild! I oh my god! I was honestly that was the part that got me too. They put her on the hook, and I went, "That's weird." There's like no blood. Yeah. Usually they go for it when they do this. Part of me feels like when they made House with Thousand Corpses, they were like, "We wanted to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with all the blood," because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that movie is. Oh goodness. Um, but here we get to the the, fu- the fun part. The blood on the walls was actual animal blood oh shit um not all of it necessarily but like purposefully yes they would go and get blood from like a local slaughterhouse that actually was like down the road so there's uh real blood on the walls and there's no ventilation or air conditioning or anything Mm -hmm. within this house and they were filming for 16 hours a day seven days a week Mm -hmm. in a house with real blood (laughs) no air conditioning that makes me want to throw
0: up. <laughs> yeah. They said, uh, like, they had such powerful lights that, it like, baked things. Yes. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. I have some fun facts about the actors. <gasps> yes, yes, but... Oh, no. I know I know one thing. <sighs> I'm sure there's so much more. Yeah.
1: So, uh, and also the bones. The bones are taken from actual animal re- remains that were just kind of, like, around. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily only from the slaughterhouse, but just, like, if they found a bone or any kind of animal, they would just take it. Um, The hammer that was used to hit Sally... By grandpa was real and he was actually just dropping it onto her head, but he was like, Well, I was aiming for the floor.
0: And I'm like, Yeah, but her head's near the floor. And at one point she is whipping around. So Yeah.
1: So that was wild. Um I thought that was the most wild part, but um, no. The part where Sally puts her finger in grandpa's mouth. They couldn't get the fake blood to work, so it's they just cut her finger with a razor blade. And Ella's like, maybe uh just try to get it to work, guys. Yeah. <laughs> maybe work a little hard and just okay. It's whatever. Um, her costume was so drenched uh by in real blood and fake blood by the end of it that it was solid. Like oh, it, you God. couldn't do anything with it. It was just like a rock, like boom-boom. Like.
0: Oh. <laughs> so
1: that's nasty. Oh, but um, he Toby said that like All of the actors within the film got hurt at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he said that, like, yeah, it's taken a long time, even like a few years, for them to cool off. I was like, cool off? You hit that girl with a hammer. (laughs) Like, what? So, those are my fun facts. My fun, fun fun fact (laughs) is that, you know, they did hit a woman with a hammer. (laughs) Oops. Mm -hmm. I just love that he was like, well, I was aiming for the floor.
0: (laughs) She's near the floor. Oh, my God.
1: God, And that was also just a weird part anyway. I like that part in the fact that it unsettles me. We'll get to it when we talk about horror, but what the fuck? <laughs> I can't wait because that part weirded me out. Ugh. Oh, God, I have to give a summary. Mm. I mean, <laughs> some kids go to Texas. I think they're from Texas. Some kids from Texas are... Not doing well after picking picking up a hitchhiker.
0: Yeah, arguably not well.
1: Yet. Not well. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> not not and then they spoil it. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up
1: again. <laughs> I I didn't because like that's how all of mine go though. It's just nothing good happens because it doesn't. Yeah. I can't wait till we get a horror movie where something really good happens, and I'm like, everything's so good. <laughs> like it's so. Don't even worry, guys. It's great.
0: But yeah, they're in Texas and everything's bad. What's the real (laughs) summary? Well, (laughs) this goes into family drama. Oh, right. Yeah. So when Sally hears that her grandfather's grave may have been vandalized, she and her paraplegic brother, I'm just reading directly from Rotten Tomatoes, (sighs) Franklin set out with their friends to investigate. After a detour to their family's old farmhouse, they discover a group of crazed, murderous outcasts living next door. As the group is attacked one by one by the chainsaw-wielding Leatherface, who wears a mask of human skin, their survivors must do everything they can to escape. Yeah, okay, fair. They're not survivors for long. There's arguably really like, one not. person that I would actually call, like, at any level a survivor. and Not right. because she does live, but no. because she actually has a fighting chance of living at any given I point. I
1: cannot wait to talk about Sally's escape method. Okay. We'll get to it. I, uh,
0: I have some fun facts about that from, like behind-the-scenes shit.
1: My favorite shot in the whole movie. We will talk about it. I was like... Just, like,
0: like, like, like yep, yep. I,
1: Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be great, yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay. So, like, I watched this. I even talked to you about it in the beginning about how I paid attention. Like, I really like this movie caught my attention well enough that my ADHD was like, yes, we will watch. And I still missed the fact that uh, they were brother and sister. I missed the fact that they. I thought that they were on a road trip mm-hmm. and they happened to pass the cemetery and be like, well, let's just check it. Well. <laughs> and <then we're> like, <laughs> okay. So that's, there's a point to them being in the car. They weren't just like. So, wow, well, they were passing by.
0: <laughs> Why would they? I mean, it might have been like part of the larger trip. It might not Maybe. have been. We are driving all this way just to go to the grave. It was like, well, I, we heard it might have been. I couldn't large. tell. Yeah,
1: I couldn't yeah. tell if they were like on a road trip or if they were like, yeah, we're just gonna go hang out, make sure that the grave's okay, whatever. But Honestly,
0: I don't think it changes much about the movie. It does. It truly does.
1: <laughs> they could be in a hot air balloon and yeah. then land in the yard, and yep. I don't think it would change. It would not much. change. It, no. <laughs> That'd be cool though.
0: It would be pretty cool. Ugh. I don't like hot air balloons. They
1: scare me. Uh, one landed in my grandma's, uh, our, like, our
0: cul-de-sac, our court, if you will. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, we were, like, all inside, and we heard people, like, yelling, and we heard the, like, <laughs> you know, flame noise. Yeah. I hope that was a good impression, that was really good.
0: That was a really good. T- I was like, is it here?
1: It's here. <laughs> uh, and it just landed in the middle, and we were all like, hi. And they were like, hey, so it's customary to give you champagne if you land where you're not supposed to here. And they just, like, gave us a bottle of champagne, and we were like okay like and then they off they went like (laughs) we had they had to like have someone come get the hot air balloon obviously oh
0: i thought you meant they just like no it was back into the i
1: mean it it landed like it was at of gas like it landed and they were like well we're here now and so they left and they were like someone will be back for the balloon (laughs) i think i was a kid this could all just be a magical dream but i'm pretty positive that yes it landed and we were all like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) ma'am very strange uh so that's my hot air balloon okay. story. Um, is it time already for Nerd
0: Corner? I think it is. This was
1: a quick summary because, yeah. you know, it's very to the point yeah. with this one. This
0: is one of the shortest movies we've
1: seen in a while. It is. And also, it's just like all of our other ones have been very deep within their meaning and mm-hmm. like had so many things about them. Whereas this one, they're like, they get got. Yep. They <laughs> sure do. There's a
0: chainsaw. There's a lot of death. I would <sighs> say it's sub-massacre, but, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, not big enough to be like a full, but like. You know, it's okay. Yeah. It's a small town. All right.
0: I'm ready. Okay. So when we chose this movie, you mentioned wanting to hear something specific for nerdkater. <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to quietly grab my drink and I just
1: fucking elbowed just <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't make more noise. I was like, You're you're killing it, Nikki. You breached so silently. <laughs> fucking hell
0: me all the time when I'm trying to be sneaky. I'm Like, I'm like just- when you tried to turn off,
1: you're like click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. And I was like, no, <laughs> you keep going. It's good.
0: <laughs> press the wrong Take your button. time. It's
1: fine. <laughs> it was also at 69 degrees. Nice, nice, nice.
0: I did that on purpose, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. Thank God. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry for
1: the interruption. This
0: is forgivable. So when we chose this movie, <laughs> you mentioned wanting to hear about something specific for Nerd Corner. So I'm here to deliver. <gasps> So after all, (laughs) we talked about the clown panic for it. We might as well talk about the inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. It is not clowns. Uh, It is Ed Gein. And to be totally clear, it is loosely based on the story of Ed Gein. We'll get into the major differences later. Uh, This is where we do a brief foray into a true crime podcast. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like guys, we're not a true crime podcast.
1: That ain't us. Not that they're not good
0: because they really are. Oh my God, I love them.
1: But... We're not going to step on anyone's toes. No. But it's not our fault that this movie is inspired by one, okay?
0: Yeah. So I'm <laughs> going to give a very bare bones, mostly citing Wikipedia summary of Edge's yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like, yeah, I'm avoiding very carefully it's the okay. path that is set up by my favorite murder that's yours yeah. You and guys can able. listen to a lot of good ones. Oh, uh, so and Wikipedia's. That's
1: Why We Drink has oh. an amazing episode on it. Yeah. Go listen. But we're I'm just, just going to give yeah. a little, a little taste. We'll dip our little toe in
0: little toe just our little toe yeah just yeah it's just kind of hard to just to dip your little toe you have to like angle it really oh well.
1: no not like me I got a bendy toe <laughs> it ain't even hard
0: <laughs> I learn something new every day
1: <laughs> about my toes I yeah. know it's because I love to your toes, t- text yeah. you about my toes are toes? they broken <laughs> I, I think, think they're, they're broken.
0: broken oh god I'm so worried about my toes <laughs>
1: All right, just a quick fun fact. There is a meme or like a weird medieval thing about this bird whose toes look like it's broken. And Kate sent it to me once and just said, I don't know why, but I hear this in your voice. (laughs) No, my toes are broken. We'll post it and everybody can tell me if you think it's in my voice. We'll do a poll.
0: We'll do a poll, yeah. (laughs) I can't hear it any other way. Like
1: uh, now, I can't either because yeah. I say it. <laughs> it's coming out of me.
0: <laughs> oh God, I'm so worried about my toes.
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay, but Ed Gein.
0: Yes, it's Ed Gein, Gein, right? That's how I'm saying. Okay, I you know. wasn't sure. I am not gonna be upset if I missay his name because I don't. True, he was indeed a murderer. <laughs> yes, a really scary, nasty murderer. Uh, yeah, he was a, a disgusting human, and so I'm not like that worried about no. getting his name right. So. No. Edward Theodore Gein actually serves as inspiration for two Ugh. different classic horror film villains. Wait, really? Yeah, so Leatherface from this film, mm-hmm. and Norman Bates in Psycho.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, which maybe we'll cover someday, who's to say? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so Ed Gein is sometimes called the Plainfield Ghoul, or Butcher of Plainfield. <laughs> the Ghoul. <laughs> the Ghoul. <laughs> Uh, he was born in Wisconsin in 1906 to George mm. and Augusta Gein. Mm. He had one older brother, Henry. These are all relevant facts. Uh, his That sounds sarcastic. I, I know. I think I remember why. Okay. All of oh, these God. people are important. I like cut out all the non Remember things. them. Remember them when God. I talk about them now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so his father, George, suffered from alcohol addiction and wasn't able to hold on to a job for very long. Augusta, his mother, hated George and uh, was very vocal about the evils of alcohol. But alcohol wasn't the only vice on her shit list. Uh, Augusta was very religious and oh, taught her sons what? that the world was innately evil, full of sinful temptations and promiscuous women that could not be trusted.
1: My dream. Are you
0: kidding me? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Please, more promiscuous women. Love that. Moreover, she was the only woman that could be trusted. So she was like, every other woman is a harlot but me. And that's obviously a good sign. When yeah, things are going been, really yeah. well already. Yeah, yeah so. it's going great. So after failing to maintain a grocery store, the Gene family moved to a remote farm where Augusta was able to isolate her sons and keep any and all bad influences away from her family. Oh God! She also reserved time every afternoon for some Bible reading, mostly uh, the gruesome and violent bits, like Old Testament shit and oh, Book of Revelations. Yeah. You know the stuff you read to your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anyone that didn't grow up in Sunday school, I didn't. So this when, is uh, when one says like Old Testament, that generally like encapsulates the time before Jesus was born, before God was forgiving. Uh yeah, so like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the first books of the New Testament, and those are like the birth of Jesus. Yeah. So everything in the Old Testament is before Jesus, and that's oh. when uh, God was wrathful oh. and vengeful, like where it was just all about divine smite and shit. <laughs> uh yeah, so okay, <laughs> and then Revelations, though it is in the New Testament, is literally about the end times. So I only know the story of Solomon because it's my last name. Um, you know, and they
1: rip yeah. that baby in half, and they're like, "All right, who wants one?" Oh. And you know, no. <laughs> nasty. So that's yeah. my uh, take from the Bible. I just thought it was a lot of be- babies being cut in half. Was that a one-time all... thing? Or...
0: Uh, well, in that... I don't like how long you had to think. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. What is happening? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, so these sections are all about like, divine retribution and death. So like cheerful stuff for your isolated children. And Ed's school teachers mm-hmm. said that he was shy and had some strange mannerisms, like laughing for no apparent reason. But yeah. despite this, he did do well in school, and he had friends, despite Augusta's mm. best efforts to keep him isolated. No friends. And now we're going to fast forward uh, to 1940. So he's like 34. Mm-hmm. I did math really quick, and it was so impressive. You could have said anything, and I would have trusted you. <laughs> I've said that many times. I was <laughs>
1: Yeah, sounds right. Uh, so in
0: 1940, Ed's father, George, died of heart failure, likely mm-hmm. due to alcohol use and abuse. Mm-hmm. Henry and Ed picked up odd jobs around the nearby town, mostly like handyman type stuff. Ed also did some babysitting and was actually pretty good at it. He, like, people observed that he was better with kids than peers of his own age. no. Yeah. And generally, both Ed and Henry were seen as reliable and trustworthy. But sometimes Henry talked shit about Augusta to Ed, which was not well-received. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. So we jump forward four years to 1944 when Henry dies under mysterious circumstances. Don't badmouth mother. No. The brothers were burning some of the marsh on their property and the blaze got out of control. Yeah, totally. Firefighters came out, got it under control, left, and then Ed was like, ah, my brother is missing. And Henry's body was later found, not burned, but with some bruises on his head, according to biographer.
1: Officers, I've just noticed my brother is not here. (laughs) For the first time, I am saying this. <laughs> Wherever could he be, wow. I wonder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like,
0: all right. The official cause of death was listed as asphyxiation, but mm-hmm. there was never an autopsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some theorize that Ed killed his brother because he didn't want to share Augusta's love with anyone, especially mm. someone that didn't appreciate it. Oh my god. Yeah. And not long after Henry's death, Augusta had a stroke, which left her dependent upon Ed for daily care. I don't know. Ed dropped everything and took care of her until Augusta had another stroke and declined rapidly, ultimately dying in 1945. Oh. I said all, but also uh, meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah. well. So now Gene is alone. Publicly, uh, publicly, he spent the next decade-ish continuing work as a handyman and accepting a government subsidy for soil conservation. I don't know. People kept mentioning it like it was important, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "That's what he was doing." That you could see at this time. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. But he was up to a lot more. Oh. So he? <laughs> between 1947 and 1952, like a five-year span, he made around 40 trips to local cem- cemeteries. No. I almost said cemeteries, and I was like, Emonies. <laughs> <It's laughs> Emonies. <and laughs> <And> <laughs> 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 he was visiting cemeteries. Take to
1: I'm sorry. I can't help that the baby talk just comes out.
0: It's just here. I don't like it either. (laughs) We like it about as much as you do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he made around 40 trips to local cemeteries to dig up graves and take body parts from the deceased. 40 trips too many. (laughs) Yeah. According to his account, about 30 of those times, he basically came out of a daze while in the cemetery and didn't take any body parts with him. Uh, The other ten or so visits, however, he did remove parts of middle-aged deceased women he felt resembled his mother. Uh. He took those body parts home. how would he He know they resembled, if they were now, Mm. Mm hmm. Okay. Mother, I see your arm in this woman. Right, like, this decomposed woman looks just like you. (laughs) Uh. Probably less along in the decomposition. They were okay. more recent. I'm not sure, like, how recent, but they were recent enough that they still had skin, so he tanned them and <sighs> oh. then used that skin to make various items. No! I almost said sundries, but then I was like, sundries is too nice a word for this. Oh, too nice, too nice. We'll get into that list later, uh, but he also used the pieces to make a woman suit so that he oh. could, quote, become his mother to literally crawl into her skin, end quote. Oh. He maintained that he did not sexually assault the corpses because they smelled too bad. Well, at least he had a valid reason. Everyone has a line they won't cross, you know? Ugh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Everyone so... has a line they won't cross.
1: <laughs> he was like, I was gonna, but ew, they ew. smelled. Ew,
0: gross. Ew, gross. <laughs> so, how did all of this become public knowledge? Oh, boy. Well, he moved a few steps past exhuming corpses and stealing limbs. He killed Bernice Warden, the owner of a hardware store, no. which is. Just really, okay, first of all, it's a bad thing to do. You shouldn't do that. Right, right. Also, it's a dumb move because he's a handyman. Everyone knows him and he's at a fucking hardware store. That's the one thing that
1: surprises me most whenever I listen to like true crime podcasts is just how people get caught. They'll just be like, yeah, I killed the only person that I see every day. So <laughs> I yeah. don't know how they got me. And it's like, what are you
0: talking about? They hand wrote a receipt for this rat poison. Right. It has my name on it. <laughs> like the one woman
1: who did something and was like, I wore a wig. And it's like, yeah, but then you left in your car.
0: Murders are very. Or the woman that tried Ugh. to flush the wake down the toilet. Oh that was God! A yeah. One. Jesus Christ. I'm
1: sorry. Murders are truly so dumb. so dumb. Like, don't murder, but also don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do better. Come on. Don't do better, please. Don't do better. I don't want like to die. Continue failing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not gonna go super yeah. far into this, but she was reported missing November 16th, 1957, and the disappearance was easily traced back to Gene. <sighs> And later that same day, they searched his (laughs) property. same day! It was either like that day or the next day. Like she was missing for like tops 48 hours before they found out what happened to her. Oh my god. They found a lot of things when they searched his property. Fuck. First off, they did find Bernice's body. She had been, uh, I almost said decapacitated.
1: (laughs) That's not a word. I'm having a hell of a time.
0: (laughs) I'm having a really good time. She had been decapitated and dressed out like a deer. This basically huh? is, like, removing the internal organs. Yeah, So, okay. like, when you're hunting, right. you pull out those organs, and yeah. you have to do it pretty quickly. Otherwise, like, spoils. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't hunt. I don't eat meat. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> even when I did eat meat, I barely could make boneless, skinless chicken. Like, oh I had to help. Oh, God, saying It freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I, so I don't want this. <laughs> I'm like, you gross. You touch it.
1: <laughs> I only eat nuggies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this doesn't look remotely like a nuggie. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> so... Uh, he dressed her out like a deer. Gene had shot Bernice with a .22 caliber rifle, and luckily all of the mutilations were after her death, so small mercies.
1: Small, yeah.
0: He was also connected to the 1954 murder of Mary Hogan, a tavern owner but huh. he was never actually tried for her death. I'll Interesting. You, yeah. Oh, okay. And I didn't really find a ton of information on that in yeah. his, like, main page. I'm sure that I could find more, right, but, like, but... again, this is not a true crime podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There are other really good ones, like Wind Wine and Crime, and, and then That's Why We Drink. Yeah, yeah those have those great episodes. Go listen to oh, those if yeah. you want, like,
1: detailed. If you haven't heard about this topic, it is truly buck wild. Oh, it's wild. I've listened
0: to those episodes, and they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... He was never tried for the death of Mary Hogan, but when they searched the property, Mm -hmm. they found not only Bernice's body, they also found, and I'm about to give a list that is quite gruesome. Uh, If this is something that will be upsetting or triggering for you, skip ahead like 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah. This is your warning now. Whole human bones and fragments. A wastebasket made of human skin. Oh my god. Human skin covering several chair seats. (gasps) Skulls on his bedposts. (gasps) <gasps> female skulls, some with the tops sawn off. No! Bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a female torso skin from shoulders to waist. Oh my god. Leggings made from human leg skin. Masks made from the skin of female heads. Uh. Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. No! Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot potbelly stove. Uh. Nine vulva in a shoebox. <gasps> A young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. A belt made from female human nipples. Four noses. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. No! A lampshade made from skin of a human face. And fingernails from female fingers. Sorry, it's not funny. But just being like, four noses.
1: Like, it's the worst grocery list I've ever in my life. Yeah. Just four noses. Oh my god. So, the lips on the drawstring. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not funny, but just being like, where should I put these lips? I know them
0: perfectly. My drawstring. <laughs> like, they light up my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you
1: guys seen my windows?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> the windows no. and the walls.
1: And the walls. <laughs> <laughs> to the
0: window, to the walls.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, God. So, yeah, he was tried for the murder of Bernice. He pled not guilty by reason of insanity. He was evaluated by psychiatrists who diagnosed him with schizophrenia and found him unfit to stand trial. It wasn't until like a decade later yeah. that doctors determined he was fit to stand trial at that time and he was found guilty. But oh. then there was another trial about like was he actually sane enough yeah, to do yeah. this? And they found him not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. Whew, he was then committed to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane where he would stay until he died in 1984 at the age of 77. Wow. So that's the bare bones. And <laughs> <of laughs> <Ed Gein. laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, So let's get back to why I told that dreadful story, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Leatherface was in many ways based on Ed Gein. Mm -hmm. Or in, I don't know, in some ways. Many is a little bit too far. So we have the woman suit and, like, the crawling inside. So, like, Leatherface actually has three different woman suits that he wears. Yeah. One is, like, the motherly one for, like, cleaning. One of them is the nice, like, fancier makeup one that he has at dinner. And then there's the other one that he does for the murdering. Um, and they all become the murdering suit, too. But, you know. Right, you know. Uh, and there was also the creation of paraphernalia with human remains. So, yeah. like, you see the elaborate, like, sculpture on the gravestone. And, like, yeah. a love seat, satay. I don't know what that is. So I was like, maybe this is that piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fancy.
1: I'm not fancy. I don't have a satay. <laughs> a satay. I was like, a sete. A sete. Who I, won- I think satay. When sure. people say satay, I think of chicken sete. <laughs>
0: Well, and I'm like, well that's not it, is well, it? There was a chicken in the scene though.
1: There was.
0: Yeah. Oh. A lot of feathers. A lot of feathers. I felt like, were perta- per were <laughs> I feel like there were per tap per taps. Per taps. Perhaps too many feathers. Just a little bit. Because there's only one chicken visible. I mean, I guess well, that implies many dead chickens. Right. But also they- anyway, I'm not gonna get into the chickens. It's I won't. Much. You can't make me you can't make me talk more about chickens, I guess. Um so we have like the creation of paraphernalia with human remains, and then that's about where the similarities end. Yeah. So, Leatherface has a chainsaw, is a cannibal, and works alongside his brother, father, and kind of grandfather. Oh, uh, yeah. I say kind of, not because they're not related, but because his grandfather doesn't do much work. <laughs> also, so, like, that means alive. Like... He works alongside him when really he fails to hold a hammer a few times. Oh, God, I so, can't wait to talk about that. It. See? It's Jeez. wild. And Leatherface is also. Uh, much more prolific in terms of, like, the active murdering. Yeah. Uh, he kills at least five people during this time. Yes. And Gein was only, um, well, not tried, but he was only, like, known to have killed right. two women. Because most of those horrible things he created came from the bodies he was taking from the cemetery, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. And I realized That's not thought. Yeah. And I didn't get back to it earlier because I forgot, but Mary Hogan, uh, they didn't try him for her murder because they knew that the outcome was going to be the same. Right. And so they wanted to save money. And if he was gonna be criminally like, bombed criminally insane, you can't I mean that's it. So yeah. yeah. They knew Unfortunately, there, yeah. They knew there wasn't going to be a different outcome from it, so they were like, We're not gonna spend the money doing it. Right. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. So basically we have a story that is based loosely on Ed Gein and also partially on Elmer Wayne Henley, who I know mm. almost nothing about, but we were talking about earlier, like he's yeah. a serial killer in Texas and Hooper had seen like news. News things, things about, about it, yeah. Him. Had like heard some news. Yeah.
1: Like yeah reports interesting
0: yeah so then we have like several perhaps two serial killers are inspiring leatherface but is there a broader political point being made that's up for debate <laughs> <laughs> because people have read a lot into this movie and like on this movie yeah speaking so some folks have said it's supposed to call attention to the horrors of the meat industry like some people have said is this vegetarian propaganda and hooper said maybe <laughs> He was just like, <laughs> if that's what you wanted it to be. <laughs> he's always like made it so, he's just like so play, he was very playful and coy about right. it, where he was like, maybe that's what it is. I'll never tell. Ha ha ha. Like that's <laughs> very much how these interviews read. It's a interesting. Bit others have said it's supposed to make us wonder what can make humans sink so low into wretched depravity. And some people read it as a critique of industrial capitalism. And I think that's a really cool one. That's interesting. Uh, and then others have held it up as a critique of the hippie counterculture. Um Okay. <laughs> Which I feel like at first I was like, eh, but there's a quote. by. Bleh. I realized the sound I made was just like a ghost I leaving my body. that was the
1: person's name. And I was like, what are you saying?
0: No, Gleiberman is the person's Bro, name Lieberman. that I will okay. be saying. "Yeah, Gleiberman? I'm not positive. No. Not I'm bad sure. at names. So of the interpretations, I find the one put forth by Gleiberman in a variety article, the most compelling. Yeah. So this is a direct quote. It unfurls as a cosmic punishment. Be young and loose and free and travel in a van to the lawless Southern wilds. And this is what will happen to you to watch chainsaw is to realize that living without license comes, comes with a price and we're still running from that terror. So there is so much more to that article where they talked about like breaking it down into all those disparate parts. Uh, So there are a lot of interpretations. I feel like this one is well supported in the article. Mm -hmm. The one that I'm personally most interested in, not saying it's the strongest, but the one that I think is interesting is like, um, the industrial capitalism yeah. where it's like this family was only valuable so long as they could continue killing cattle. Right. And like what does oh. like the trauma of certain fields of work do to the workers and how are people so divorced from their humanity by capitalist industries? Right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's room for that. That one's interesting. Yeah. Because they, they do talk about that in the beginning about mm-hmm. how
1: like they use this now to yeah. kill the cattle and blah blah blah. And how, like, that's what you used to do and I don't do that anymore. That's, ugh.
0: Yeah, and Goodness. there are, this is not an area I'm super well read on, mm-hmm. but basically, like, the trauma that folks in, like, slaughterhouses go through and, yeah. like, the pressures of the job, the lack of safety, like, all these things right. lead to, like, I'm pretty sure really high rates of death by suicide. So it's, ugh. like, I can see that being part of the industrial capitalism, like, critique. Right. Um, And then you can also say, like, human become animal because they're so reduced or something. Anyway. Right. But when Hooper talks about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he talks more about family dynamics. So he talks a lot about, like, the kind of dark humor Mm -hmm. and, like, that moment where they're all sitting around the table and, like, laughing at her. And you see, like, these family dynamics play out where, like, the dad is chastising them for, like, Mm -hmm. ruining the door. Right. And then one of them is just, like, trying to be good. And, like... He's really focused on family dynamics and not – he doesn't talk a ton in the articles that I read. Right. And there are so many because this movie's been out for 40-some years. Yeah. But he talked more about that than he talked about, like, broader political implications. Right. And a lot of articles say that he, like, every interview he gave was kind of different. And he was like, maybe it's about meat, maybe it's not. And, like, he always said, this is about meat, this is about meat. But he never said, this is – in favor of, or this is against. and Right. He went vegetarian for a while after. Oh, all right. <laughs> for a few years. And then someone else that watched it, like Guillermo del Toro or some shit. I don't oh, know. maybe. Another famous director also went vegetarian after watching it. I don't know if... It, <laughs> I don't know why these things... Are, anyway. Wild. Yeah. So there's just a lot of people reading and mapping things onto this, and some people call it, like, very subversive. And I was like, I don't know if I, I that I hard. would...
1: <laughs> yeah. I have thoughts. We'll, we'll get to it, but... Yeah.
0: So... I...
1: That's there's, I mean, those are really interesting things that I didn't think of until now, but I feel like that's why I'm like kind of not so sure if that was the intention because, like, I feel like it took a lot of digging for me to be like, oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah. So I read a bunch of like Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. reviews because, like, so many people laud this movie as like foundational and like a staple in the horror canon like it's revolutionary in terms of slasher films and like it created a whole subgenre like people rave about this movie and personally this is not to say that anyone else's opinion is wrong I didn't have a fun time watching it yeah I didn't think it was that interesting (laughs) I was pretty bored and so like I was like why do people like this and so that's why I read like a shit ton of reviews and so people were like it's a classic because it's unrelenting. It's harrowing. It's punishing. And it's nothing but an exercise in tension. Grotesque, looming, filthy tension. And I was like, okay, it's pretty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like it does, like, once it ramps up, it doesn't let go. Like, Right. Not, I mean,
1: there's not, uh, it's not like a uphill downhill. It is yeah. uphill, uphill.
0: Keep going. Yep, no, keep like, going. Oh, shit. Oh, she can crash through glass twice. Woo. I
1: can't wait to yeah. talk about that.
0: So. Oh, my God. So good. And then, like, a lot of. Or at least a few reviewers were like, "Okay, well, this is a movie that you get more from every time you watch it. The first time you're just like caught up in the tension, and the second time you see the subversive political statement." I was like, "I don't know if you do though." <laughs>
1: yeah, like we'll get into it later. Yeah. More, I I did like this movie because I mm-hmm. also, but I wasn't looking for yeah. anything deep, and maybe that's why I liked it. Is that like I watched it for what it was, and I was just like, "Cool, wild." Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, like, I need to look in and see what this is about. I was just like, whoa, she jumped through the window twice. Yay! Like, for me, it just, I found it enjoyable yeah. because I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Mainly, mainly just because it was so weird. Yeah. Which I like. And I also just, I like 1970s films specifically because I mm-hmm. like the cinematography in the 70s because it's so strange and cool. hmm But we'll get there. Yeah. I. Those are all interesting takes that I just... Because I knew about Ed Gein, mm-hmm. and so for me, I was just watching it saying, like, ah, cool, it's inspired by that terrifying, horrible killer, I can see that. In the family dynamics, I picked up on that, because, duh, it's hard not to, yeah. and that's really all I took, so for me, I was like, not a lot to focus on, just a lot to see. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's... interesting. Basically, I just wanted to say that there are a lot of different ways people yeah. have read this. I don't know how many of them were actually intentional on Hooper's part. Because he was just like, uh-huh, yeah. Was like, sure, maybe. <laughs> he was just having a good time. Yeah, he was just having a great time. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's society. All right. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't pick up on a lot of those things. I mean, I can see it, though. Like, obviously, going back and, like, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, but yeah, um... Now we can talk about horror. I'm so excited. I did take notes. So, oh gosh, I took more notes than I thought. I'm so excited. Um, I liked the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a st- stronger beginning than other things that we've watched. Because some more that we've watched have, like, really slow starts. Mm-hmm. Or they start out establishing the story and the characters in a very, like, subtle way like like love witch i mean we saw like a woman driving in her car and you can tell she's doing like making an escape but it seemed very delicate mm-hmm. and this one they were just like okay so there's a lot of bodies um here is a horrible horrible ugh, thing in the the cemetery with that that body but then you also get and i feel so fucking stupid you get in the beginning like what you're about to see is based on yeah. truth. and i went no hold on is it No, 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 no. And I went, no, it's not. No, it's not. And then he kept talking, and I went, fuck, okay. And I had to (laughs) look it up. I had to make sure. I was like, this is not real. And I looked it up. Obviously, it's not. But in my head, I was just like, I don't know.
0: Fucking maybe. (laughs) People googled that a lot. They
1: were like, what true story is this? They fucking pulled the Blair Witch on me. Mm. And I liked, see, and this is where it differs from The Fourth Kind Mm. and why I wasn't mad is because, like, I feel like it was a very obvious, like, no, it's not actually. They weren't trying to exploit, like, you know, they, I mean, they kind of were. It's it's hard. I don't know what makes it so different for me, but it was the fact that they bring it up once and then that's kind of it. They're not, like, trying to sell out theaters based on it being true. Right. It was this thing in the beginning where they're like, this is a true event. But if you, like, look at the casting, like, the guy who narrates it is credited as, like, an actor, like... It wasn't like here are the real shots next to the shots that we've recreated, and I'm like, okay, don't fucking lie, like just fucking lying. (laughs) Uh, So I liked this because it was like, we know it's not real. You probably know it's not real. We're gonna say it, like I'll have a little fun. So didn't bother me like it did in the fourth gun. Fuck that movie. Ugh. Um, So I liked the beginning because it was so you had this like very calm like news anchor kind of like giving these details about these gruesome murders and talking about how the cemetery has been, like, you know, desecrated, and they're taking body parts, and you get to see this corpse, and it's not moving, it's just sitting up there, and it's so gross. It's gooey. And they just sit there and stare at it. You just have to look at it for, like, the whole time that they're talking. And then all of a sudden, it, like, cuts to these really intense red shots. And I was like, ugh! <laughs> so intense it, it was like a really 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 oversaturated red shot it's just so creepy i called them flesh flashes it's what they, it looks like yeah because yeah. it is it's like cutting to a bunch of shots of like flesh and like bones and corpses mm-hmm. but it's so um high contrast and high like, oversaturated that it's almost hard to tell what it is but you kind of know so it was just which i feel like is just another interesting way that they avoided the gore um because like yes you can tell like what it is but because the whole screen is red it's not like you can pick up specific blood or specific like gory parts cuz it's all one color so it was a very interesting way to be like yeah we've got gore like do <laughs> they? <laughs> uh so that part was great I, I liked the beginning it really it draws you in fast mm. um and then uh, like the camera and the sound it- it's like weird weird sound effects not music almost it's just like a rapid sound happening over and over again that mm-hmm. was just so unsettling so it's got a nice start <laughs> um thought that was awesome and then you I think you go right to the van with the kids so, and yeah. they're not kids they're like in their 20s maybe yeah. um but they got that sweet 70s fashion
0: yeah they do
1: oh boy I love 70s fashion so good,
0: it's so good.
1: um so, yeah, they, they do some really cool stuff. Like, in the van, I mean, there wasn't much happening there. I did like the girl talking about astrology the whole time. I thought that was great because, I, I mean, it's such a 70s thing, too, is, like, when it became extra popular. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, uh-oh, it's in retrograde. Like, I was like, it's always fucking retrograde, but it's always Saturn, not Mercury. Always so. Saturn. Yeah. But I just I thought that was great. I thought it was a really fun way to be like, this movie's going to not be so good soon. But also, like, we're being subtle. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just, I understand what he means when he says, like, the dark humor. Because there are moments they are, like, you can maybe find it funny. But no one in the movie is finding it funny. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's funny. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, they're really taking this serious. Like, wow, it really is in retrograde, huh? And she's worried. (laughs) And it makes you laugh. But everyone in it is like, wow, yeah." yeah. So they really did a good job with that. It's very rare. It doesn't happen... Too often, but there are just a few moments here and there where you're like, hmm, it's kind of funny. It's kind of upsetting, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, one of my favorite camera angles, though, is uh, when they finally get to um, the cemetery mm-hmm. and she's asking about her grand- her grandpa. And they're like, oh, you go over here and talk to this. You do see this man who is drunk,
0: I think. Yeah. He,
1: I don't know if they really say who he is in the town or what his like role is or why he's there. But he's like sitting in a tire. And he's basically just, like, laying on the ground, drinking and shouting stuff. Um, And this is where you get the first, like, disorienting kind of, like, camera angle. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, it's been very, you know, relatively normal shots. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, on his face, but he's laying upside down, sort of. So it's, do you remember? It was one, it's, I remember yeah. It's so good. It's, like, pointing up, almost. So you're seeing, like, the sky and people around him, but you're so close to his face, and he's upside down. And it's because the whole movie from then on does have pretty disorienting camera angles and shots and very weird things. And I think that's what sets it up. And it, it like gives you a taste of what you're in for while being in no danger yet. Mm. So it was super cool. Cause it was just like, it doesn't feel right. Like you don't feel good when you're like looking at things in this way, but nothing bad's happening yet. So you're like, I don't know, such a cool shot. And that's when I knew I was like, Oh, we're in for it. I was so excited. I was like, Oh, I didn't know shots are going to look like this. Um, that's what I mean. Like, 70s, ugh, they had so many good, weird
0: camera angles, especially in horror. Yeah. They do a lot of close-ups and stuff. And, like, the yeah. top-down yes. angle from the side when she's in the house. Yeah. And then, like, the close-up of her eye. Yeah,
1: We get some really cool ones. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of movies did this in the 70s. And it's always been, like, my favorite. And it's like when they did that in The Conjuring. They give you that weird zoom.
0: They yeah, did that a lot. The suspicion zoom. Yeah.
1: And you can see it in like nineteen seventies horror films, they do that. So I was like, well, nice taste of it. Um, this is where I started to get pissed at these kids. Why did they pick up this hitchhiker? Like, I can understand that it's the seventies and back then, you know, people were more trusting. It was a relatively normal thing to pick up a hitchhike and to hitchhike yourself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it is now where like you would never think to do that because everything sucks and it's dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so I understood that part. I was like, I am not mad at them for that necessarily. What I'm mad at after they have picked up this man and he is, you know, he, he's done some things that are very unsettling to them and they're very upset. He goes, well, you could just drop me off my house. And the guy goes, well, we're, we're kind of in a hurry. And I'm like, then why did you pick him up? Why did they pick him up? I understand that it would be a very short movie if they didn't necessarily, but also he doesn't, if they didn't pick him up, like things still would have happened mm. the same that they happened for the most part. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what exactly did picking him up, what it? What? What made, what,
0: I don't understand. Some people say that he marked them. So you know how he takes the picture of Frank right. and then he burns it and that's yeah. like this terrifying thing because he sets something on fire inside of him. And right. Which like, road. don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, but then when he gets out of the car, he smears his blood in like a weird symbol. Which I do have some notes on that too. And so some people have said like, if they hadn't like pushed him out of the car, then maybe he wouldn't have like done the things later, but they still would have been going to their house. Which is why I'm like. And they still would have gone to that place. And that
1: place still wouldn't have had gas. They still would have had to go. They still would have walked to look for gas. Like mm -hmm. him doing all of that really had no effect on what they did after. Which is why, and, and I mean, when you think about it, the guy at the gas station, he never sees their car, really. I guess he sees it, the blood mm-hmm. when they're at the gas station, so maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think that it would have been not great, But even if he hadn't done that. But I got so pissed when he was like, oh, we're kind of in a hurry, man. And I'm like, then why did you pick him up in the first place?
0: Like, you can't lie better?
1: Right? Like come on I was so
0: frustrated (laughs) we're in a hurry why'd you pick him up (laughs) they kept him in that car for some and I'm not saying like oh they should have like stood up for themselves because that was alarming they were all very confused They felt unsafe. but like as soon as he started cutting into his own palm right and like doing it for like the glee of other people I was like this is when you get this person out of your car right because he is a danger to other people or even just like stop the car and maybe you get out that's his van
1: now like <laughs> if like if someone had just full on just been like hey real quick I'm just gonna slice my palm open I'd be like okay I'm also gonna get out and you can have my Honda fit it's fine it's yours I was just they let him do a lot before they were like hey now get out <laughs>
0: You said hey now, and I was like, you're a hey rock now. Star. Hey now. We have <laughs> two different Just hey now trees. songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go straight to Smash Mouth, and, and I went go. directly to the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, we're different people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my biggest thing with him in the car, is I didn't understand what it did for the story. I understood what it did for the the movie, because yeah. it was unsettling, it was really interesting. Like, I understood that. I guess I just didn't understand the significance of what it would do to the story. How would it change it? Yeah. Because I still feel like a lot of this would have happened even if he hadn't marked the van. My notes on that was just, what were they seeing that I wasn't? They were like, oh, he wrote something. There's some sort of symbol. And I'm like, it literally looks like he just went and smeared his hand.
0: Because he was running after a car that was driving away. That was moving.
1: And they're like, oh, he wrote a symbol. And I'm like...
0: Did he, am I, mi- I kept looking at it and pausing and
1: going, what in the world? And like squinting. I was doing that like old lady, put yeah, your like- glasses <laughs> on your nose and going, no, hold on. <laughs> did not see it. I was like so confused. Um, But sure, maybe the mark on the van is what said, hey, dad at the gas station, murder these ones. So mm-hmm. I'll let that slide. Um, I did like the switch to like cool lighting immediately when they get to the house Mm. was really neat. Um, I don't know how intentional it was just because it's pretty natural lighting and they're in Texas with like not a lot of greenery and it's mostly like not desert, but just dry. Um, so like, obviously it's very warm lighting and then they go to the house and the house is a very cool color. So it could just be, that's just what the lighting was. And that's, you know, now knowing that they had such a small budget and they were working with like whatever lights they had. Um, could not be intentional at all. But for me, it was really cool because it was just like a very intense shift from as soon as they left this gas station and they get to this place. It was so cool and darker. And I was like, oh, shit's going down. And every time they go outside, it gets like kind of warm again. But then as it gets darker, it gets cooler and cooler, which again, that's just how light works. So <laughs> it could not be intentional. It could just be that they had natural lighting. Um, Did you pick up on this and- was it just me that when they're at the gas station and the old man is helping them? Mm-hmm. I thought he was like good in that brief moment because I was like, oh, it's nice. He's like, don't go to that old house. In my mind, I was like, it's because he knows. He knows that that family is there and wants to hurt them. He's like, come have barbecue instead. And I was like, oh, they should have just stayed and got barbecue.
0: And got barbecued. <laughs> got Right. And then later
1: I was like, maybe baby not. like (laughs) i don't know if that was intentional or if i just fell for it but they totally got me i immediately was like yeah stay with the nice man he's just trying to help and then later i was very wrong we'll get there (laughs) i was so upset that i was so wrong because i could feel it coming i was like oh no um one of my favorite moments too was really subtle but those daddy long legs
0: it really creeped me out. I took a drink and then you said that and I was like, well, I have to talk about mommy wide thighs. I knew it. I was like, <laughs> as soon, I literally, in my notes, I
1: wrote, daddy long legs, they're going to talk about fucking mommy wide thighs. Uh-huh. I know it's coming.
0: Yep. <laughs> you know it. It's my favorite <laughs> joke. So, we have like <laughs>
1: 10 memes to put in the notes so far. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has seen it and I don't know what Sprouse twin it is. One of the Sprouse twins tweeted, I'm just a daddy long leg looking for his mommy wide thighs. And I, the first time I read that, I wept, and yeah. then I sent it to everyone I know, yeah. and I continue to weep when people send it to me to so this day.
0: Because it's just oh, it's stupid. It's one of like two memes that always gets me. The always. other one is the Palpatine one.
1: Oh god,
0: <laughs> that one's so good too. It's so dumb. Oh,
1: that's why it gets me. So that one that killed me. Um. We'll put it in there. I have a drawing of Mommy Wide Thighs somewhere. When we were at D&D one night and I was talking about it and I went, what would it look like? And then I drew Mommy Wide Thighs. So that exists somewhere. I wish I knew where. Um, But yes, the shot of all the daddy long legs in the corner. I like that you can hear it before you see it. Um, Mm -hmm. The juicy foley is taken to like another level on this. And I think it's purposeful. But I like that you could hear it and it, it didn't. It's weird. It's like the sound didn't make sense. You're like, I don't know what that sound is. That's strange. Yeah. Then they 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 kind of sc- not scroll. Uh, <laughs>
0: what word am I looking? For? Panda. Panda. <laughs> I was like, they zoom in. They they almost said scroll again. See, okay, What's in wrong my me? Mind, I was like, oh, we had another Daddy Long Legs moment, in crawl, which we watched recently. Oh, you're so right. Scroll. <laughs> scroll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God oh no when they
1: pan over
0: <laughs> to the daddy long legs when they click and zoom when they click and zoom
1: it, it just made sense then the sound made sense so i was like oh that was neat because at first i was like the sound is weird i don't know what that is and even though it's still i don't think that's actually what it would sound like or if it is it's it's really ramped up to be mm-hmm. louder and creepier it made sense so i was like oh i don't like that but they're just there's so many of them i actually love daddy long legs too i think they're adorable but when they're in that big a clump not so much, you know. I, I don't want to just eye on
0: all of them at once, you know. No, you know. I you don't did wanna... the scooping motion with daddy long legs. Yeah, that's what I meant. Reaction, scooping like, them up down to my spine. I was like, no, thanks. Put your hand in that little <laughs> <"Ugh,"> and just
1: <laughs> scoop them up. I I'm so upset. <laughs> it's like it's like when people scoop up bees. That's like one of my favorite things to watch people do is scoop up. You you really? We'll oh, move on. <laughs> I love so bug scared. scooping.
0: I love bugs. Yeah, from afar.
1: <laughs> I think bugs are great. I love them so much.
0: Um, That's how you end up on Bug Talk.
1: Yeah. I can't believe that. Another side fucking tangent here. <laughs> uh, I recently got a TikTok. My friend was like, "You got to get a TikTok." I just want to know what side of TikTok you're going to be on. Mm-hmm. She's like, I-, "I feel like you're going to be on like you know the-, the gay side of TikTok, or you're going to be on like baking." Those are the ones that were like thrown out to me. And after two days, I was like, "Hey, guess what side?" And she was like, "Ooh, which one?" And I was like, "Bugs. It's just <laughs> bugs." All I get are bug, uh, spider videos. I get moths, uh, you know, hatching and doing their thing. And I love moths. I get so many videos of people taking parasites off of shrimp. I am on the weirdest side of TikTok. And I... Don't think anyone anticipated this. Besides me. I immediately was you like, knew. this sounds right. <laughs>
0: yeah. I need you to send me the ones of the shrimp parasites and the moths oh, because so... I, I want those. I want yeah. to land there. I get
1: a lot of marine biologists. Oh, I get a lot I of geologists. That. I get a lot of like, I'm on the science side, I think is what it is. I think I somehow ended up on the like. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Every now and then I still get some fucking weird ones. Yeah. So no I, worries. Yeah. I
0: accidentally took too long of a detour into mommy. Sorry. Oh, mommy? Sorry. And now yeah. I think it, it thinks that's all I want. It was like, <laughs> she just likes mummies.
1: <laughs> so, so I please need bugs. <laughs> I'll send you the bugs. I'll send you the good shrimp. What if to blame was the bugs? What if to blame was the bugs? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where I am. Um, yeah, so I feel like I could just keep going on my notes forever and ever. But mostly I just, I enjoyed this movie just because it felt like a wild ride. And I wasn't looking for something deeper than that. I think that's why I liked it.
0: You have an ability to let go that I don't have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which we found out in the whaling when I yep. truly was right on accident. And
0: I, I often, was like fighting the tide the whole time. I often picture us
1: doing like a trust fall <laughs> and I immediately let go before anyone is ready to catch. And I'm like, okay, like if you tell me to fall, I'm falling. Whereas Kate is like, someone, no, I'm not. I can't. No. And then she's I'm looking like, over Debra, her shoulder. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. <laughs> Deborah? <laughs> I'm ready to fall. Like, <laughs> I just, I will trust any movie to just catch me. <laughs> like So when this one started, I went, okay, wild ride. And that's all I took it for. I wasn't ready to look deeper. I didn't
0: want to. I was like, no, we're good. <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to experience this movie for the well, first sometime. time. Yeah, for,
1: for this one, yeah. I think it is. Because, like, I understood why people wouldn't like it. But I also understood why people would. Because I was just, like... i I was on board i was like this is wild so i liked it um but i also don't like gore very much so i think that might be another reason i like it is because it is a slasher film without the gore
0: something that i find interesting is that when we talk about gore it is pretty universally understood to mean blood but why are decaying human bodies that still have like why some is that not muscle. considered Why is like that not gore? Considered gore? Because there's <gasps> so much in terms of like not fully skeleton, right? Like they still have some flesh on them, yeah. But it wasn't bloody, so it wasn't gory. And so like, where, what do you call? Interesting. Yeah. See,
1: okay. And this is a me thing too. And this could be probably like I'm meaning to say something different. Yeah. When I say gore, I mean like gratuitous like murders. Okay. On screen. Okay. M- mostly because I find them unnecessary. Yeah. Like I. I I'm sure some movies do it well and it's not bad. Like, I find it... Okay, a good example of one that I thought was good and I didn't dislike it would Mm be the It remake with the Mm -hmm. arm. Yeah. So, like, when he rips the arm, that's bloody. But then he is pulled into the water so fast that you don't really have time to, like, register and, like, sit with it. Mm -hmm. So it makes it jarring while not being too gratuitous. Okay. Whereas you get movies like... The only one I can think of right now is like hostile where it's gore and blood and murder just for shock value sake. Like it is not, yeah, it's not making the story any, you know, it it doesn't do anything for the story as much as it just is like, here, look at this. Isn't this so gross? Yeah. So I liked this one because all of the murders felt very, you know, it's part of the story. It was going to happen, but they're not showing you like, Oh, his head came off. I ripped his arm off. There's blood everywhere. Like he's not. It really just was like, it showed you what it had to show you to mm-hmm. keep the story going. And now I know that that's because he wanted this PG rating. But I think it worked in his favor because people like me who don't usually enjoy gratuitous murdered, murdered, <laughs> murderous <laughs> films, I I was on board because it lacked that. Um. So yeah, I. But I I do understand what you mean though. Why is this different? Like.
0: Yeah, I'm, I googled it because I was yeah. like, I want to know now because maybe I've been misunderstanding gore. Right, no. So what happened was I googled gore. Yeah. And I got a lot of Al Gore things. Oh no! <laughs> and I said, this is not the time for Al Gore, thank you. Goodbye. Not now. Not now. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, what is gore? Blood that has been shed, especially as a result of violence. Okay, so.
1: Okay. But
0: I don't know because like someone says murder, bloodshed, violence. And so like some people expand it past just blood uh blood from a wound or cut so specifically yeah. like blood coming from a body yeah uh it, it is also a tapering or triangular piece of cloth um oh, in case okay. you are wondering wow. that is another gore interesting but certain certainly includes the bloody violence but it can also refer to real life violence especially bloodshed and murder so blood is like 66%. Right. And then the it, remaining 34%. It know. also seems
1: like it's the action. It's not yes, necessarily okay. the what you're seeing. And maybe that's why this one is so not considered gory is cuz yeah. like you're not seeing how this thing happened. You're just seeing the aftermath. Yeah. And like I said, that's what got me. That's the only reason I was okay with it is just cuz I don't like when things are extra violent just for the sake of being extra violent yeah you have so many creative ways to show death on screen and i feel like just showing it intense right in front of you wild is only okay when it for me when it's like evil dead i was gonna say it's specifically wild it's you know it's meant to be campy um yeah and i think that's why i liked this is that I, i one i let go i just let it be what it was and also the gore was minimal and it was uh, the story just kept going without too much wandering off to just murder. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> it stayed on a track, a very it, like, yeah. murderous track, but it stayed there. <laughs> right.
1: You know, it was, it, it knew what it wanted. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that <laughs> in a film. Um, and I, I and, and one of the things I wrote was like that kill, it was so fast. So like one, you're eliminating the gore that would turn some people off, but you're also making it extremely jarring yeah. and unsettling. Because usually in movies like that, you get a lot of chase. Which you do get in this one as well.
0: It's all, one person gets all the chase. (laughs) One person
1: gets all the, they reserved it for her. They were like, Sally, I hope you like running. Like, (laughs) that poor woman.
0: Uh, But yeah, I I thought it was
1: neat that this kill was so fast. I was, I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there thinking, oh, well, he's not dead. They're going to like torture him later and it's going to be gross. (laughs) They don't. Mm -hmm. And it's just, no, he is dead. Yeah. And I, w- I was so surprised yeah. and uh, I
0: <laughs> unsettled. Like what you're saying it's doing that to like pull back on the gore, but also, like I think you said this, but like my brain has to say it another yeah. way. Where it's basically like, it is even more jarring when there isn't like this drawn out, you see the run coming. It's just like, nope, I decide to turn off this light. Literally, And they're yeah. gone. And it's yeah. just that like quick decision to end this person yeah their existence and it's just like one swing of a hammer and then like okay i'm done with this one i have another one coming up and i think also what made it
1: worse too is that none of the characters are more developed than any other character necessarily you really don't get much from anybody Mm -mm. um you get a little bit more i think from franklin um like a tiny bit Mm -hmm. but really you do not get to know any character more than another one So, without being attached, you don't know who will die longer. Because usually in movies, you can think, okay, well, that person was on screen for a really long time. We got a lot of backstory. They'll be here a while. I don't have to worry. But anybody walking into that house, I was ready. It was like, who's going to die? Who's next? Yeah. And because it was so fast, you had no time to be worried for the next. You were just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Well, Pam's gone. Yep. And... I thought that was neat and that really got me. It it kept my attention too because I thought, "Oh, if something could happen this fast, I can't look away because I could miss a, a whole death on mm-hmm. screen." Um, so that's another reason that it, it it really kept my attention. Um I did in the 70s I was like, "Is it normal to
0: just wander around looking for gas and being like, "Hey, can we just have some real quick?" <laughs> like just a thing. <laughs> One of the things I was reading is that when he was writing and like directing and making the movie, there mm-hmm. was a gas shortage. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, there was actually a nationwide shortage. So they were and so genuinely were like lined up around the block in their cars, hoping to get some. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes more sense then. Um, but it's kind of like the go to your neighbor for a cup of sugar thing. Where yeah. It's like, doesn't did that
1: ever happen? <laughs> and it, I mean, it, and like I said, it's the '70s. So with the hitchhiker thing, I, I think a lot of this is in our heads as being, you don't just do that. You don't talk to strangers. You don't just wander around. But back then, a lot of the danger that we have now just wasn't as prevalent, I feel like, or known about, yeah. probably. Um, So maybe it was totally normal to just see a house and say, I'm going to go over to yeah. this house and <laughs> hang out for
0: a bit. I'm going to walk inside this person's house. Yeah, and
1: people were very trusting. I don't know if that's just a this movie thing or just a genuine thing that was happening but wild to me um i and then i also wrote after that death i said dang nobody had a chance huh they really gave nobody a chance and i Mm -hmm. thought that was neat as well um franklin was i felt so bad franklin truly was wise kind of the whole time too i was very much just being like y'all are being shitty to me yeah he was upset he and he had good reason to be but he also cared so much where he's like we should wait for them sally don't go without me Poor, poor Franklin. Knowing like we should wait by the car. Let's yeah. not leave. He's not listened to mm-hmm. at all, and it it upset me the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fucking listen to Franklin!" Like,
0: yeah, I got mad because the way they have him talk is very like self pitying. Yes, and it's like, no, you have every right to be upset that they left you downstairs. They and give them you can't go upstairs exactly. because like there aren't any ramps there, and so like they literally leave him behind. Yeah. And the way that his character is explaining it is like eh, boo hoo, right? He does that like, yeah. And they make him out to be like childish and self pitying, and right. I was like, that is further like minimizing this character's experience, Right. and it made me so mad. I think,
1: I think it was another moment of trying to have that humor within the movie, but it wasn't right. Like it didn't hit for me. No. I was like, no, he. He has a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. And the fit that he throws goes on for so long. And and in my head, I'm like, no, he he should be mad. Uh, yeah, So yeah, that part upset me? Just yeah. the way he's treated in general. They don't necessarily, like, look down on him too much when they're, like, in the car. They do seem to kind of listen. But then once they're at the house, they just completely disregard him. It's like his house. He knows the the property. Why are you not... It drove me nuts. Immediately, they just switch and they don't listen. Ugh, I wrote poor Franklin, but then I also wrote super cool flashlight lighting. Yeah. That part was great when they're, like, fighting over this flashlight. Yeah. And then either someone is holding it or it's fallen. And then it's pointing at them. And that's the lighting that we're getting for that mm. shot. Which is, I think, when they're realizing they've been gone too long. Yeah. And they have to go find them. That part's so cool. It's a very cool shot. Um, I like when you know, movies have minimal lighting and so they use what they have Mm. in nice, creative ways. I thought that was so cool. We had another one not too long ago that used, like, headlights super well. I don't remember which... It was recent, but we did watch one not too long ago that had... Oh, it was Evil Dead.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Evil
1: Dead also had a small budget, so their lighting had to be what you can make of it and what can you do with interesting lights when you don't have money for wildly interesting lights. So... Yeah, that part was really great. Um, I loved the shots in this movie because like I said, in the beginning you have that jarring shot of the man in the tire and then you get some really other jarring shots within the house, obviously meant to disorient you. Um, then you get an awesome tracking shot of her running in the woods, um, which was just great. And it's that super greenish blue lighting and it's just following her through these really thin trees. Mm. like So it almost gave you the sense of like, she can't really hide. The trees are too small to hide behind. You can see her clearly running through. Yeah. But at the same time, there are so many of them that she can't help but get tangled. In
0: like, the brambles. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it felt trapped, but you can't hide either. Yeah. So it's like there's too many things there, but also you're not hidden in any way. That part was great. Yeah. It really, really scared me. Um. Then we got some classic attic
0: corpses. Oh, yeah. Which do you... Who Who were the... Grandma and Grandpa. Was it? But Grandpa... Well, Great-grandma and grandpa? Okay.
1: I could not figure out grandpa. Was he alive? Yes.
0: Why did he look like that? (laughs) the most basic level of alive, yes.
1: I couldn't figure out if he was dead and they were like
0: ha, 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 we don't realize he's dead. Or if he was... Ju- but then he, he like, would make noise. I literally wasn't sure until I, I saw him sucking on her finger. Yeah, And I was that like, was it. oh, and I had it in my notes, like, oh, he is alive. Yeah, <laughs> in my notes, like, I did the same thing. Mm. I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha,
1: he's dead and they don't... Yeah. It's just another moment of having a corpse. And then he's like, mm, finger blood. <laughs> he just goes to town. So he wasn't dead. Mm-mm. I thought that was, I mean... Intentional or not, it creeped me the crap out. I mean, I don't know why he is supposed to look the way he does if he's really old or if he's just not taken care of or if he's wearing, like, a skin mask like Leatherface Uh, is. Yeah. It was hard to tell.
0: I thought because only Leatherface wears skin in that way. And so my assumption was that, like, he is elderly and he is also very physically unwell Mm -hmm. in that, like, he can't be much of a balanced diet eating only humans.
1: Right. You know? So... I had, it could have gone other, other way for me. I couldn't decide if it was, he's very old or if he just looked nasty. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, that, that, that creeped me out. I didn't really know what his deal was. Then we get to the part that I wanted to be scared of, but (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Is when poor Sally has now jumped through two windows. Let's just (laughs) (laughs) real quick. Actually, she's only jumped through one at this point. Um, and the first one looks relatively good. Like, it looks like her. Um, She just she just is getting away. And you know how in some movies when you go to jump through a window, there's some thought. Not for Sally. <laughs> Sally just fucking Sally just does. launches through that window, never stops running. She sees a window and she goes, opportunity. And she goes, oh. Um, which we will get to it. She does it again later. And I'm like, is that your calling card? I love it. I'm here for it. She's launched herself out a window. She runs to the gas station. And this is where p- poor, stupid Nikki thought, oh, she's done it. <laughs> she is safe. And this man is like, oh, honey, it's okay. Then he starts touching her face just a little too much. And I went, that's okay. He's just strange. That's It's okay. And he's touching her face. And I went, okay, stop touching her face.
0: And he just starts fucking <laughs> smacking her with a broom. That part, okay. I, in my notes, I was like, <laughs> She really just went down with, like, one end. Of, like, not even the hard end of the broom. Oh, the bristle end. The bristle end. She has a fucking knife. And he goes, nah. And just fucking gets <laughs> her with a broom. And, and in he my head, kinda, like, I was smacks
1: her with it. And in my head, I was like, I don't know. Brooms are scratchy. If someone hit me in the hands, I'd probably let go of whatever is in my hand, too. And she does. And he really, I wrote, thwarted again by the broom, huh? Huh? um but that's not the part that really like that part was you know kind of funny but also unsettling to know like you're disarmed in such a (laughs) easy way it's when she's in the car he's got her like wrapped in the yep he's got her like wrapped in what was it just like fabric or Uh, something
0: yeah it was like a canvas yeah she's like tied up burlap
1: yeah burlap yeah and she's tied up she's in the like underneath the seat sort of in the front of the truck And he's just fucking poking her, like he's just like, He's oh, "Oh, I won't hurt you, poke, poke, and he's laughing, poke, poke. (laughs) He is laughing the whole time. He's like, oh, it's okay, enough. (laughs)
0: He's like, I wouldn't hurt you, bang, bang, bang. (laughs) I I was was cackling. I was
1: screaming because I was like, okay, okay. I thought for sure he would stop poking her at a certain point, but he really, he's like, he's like, I
0: keep poking. Teddy has the meat.
1: He (laughs) really, and he keeps doing that like noise. Yeah. I know it sounds like I am doing a horrible impression and I'm That's horrible, no, very accurate. but it's accurate. He's yeah. poking her and he's just making these weird sounds. And mm-hmm. boy, let me say, y'all, he pokes her longer than you think he will. Yeah.
0: it just Really just
1: keep... The only reason he stops is he almost hits just some with the truck.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, we see... oh What's an... Is it...
0: Ooh, they I don't... Say, okay, so... It depends how you read the movies yeah. as like part of the franchise or only what you know. Right. And so some people call them the Hewitt family, which is what they were named in like the remake, I think. Uh, and then okay. some people call them the Sawyers. And then some people just call the them the Cook, the Hitchhiker, and Leatherface. Interesting. So to okay. me that's what I go with yeah. because or it's like the old man, the hitchhiker, and the leatherface hitchhiker, yeah. because to me that is the most accurate if you're looking at this as a single Unit of right. movie, which <laughs> instead yeah. of part of a larger franchise okay. where they expand and give names and cool. Okay,
1: so the hitchhiker, which we are to assume is either like his son or nephew or somebody that he mm-hmm. knows, um, basically almost hits him with the truck, and that's the only reason he stops poking this poor girl. Um, and this is where we get to some fucking buck wild stuff. It's been buck wild. Don't get me wrong. Like he chases her with that chainsaw for a really long time in the woods until she's caught. So fucking long, guys. Um. I have a really
0: funny behind the scenes thing. Oh, I can't
1: wait. Yeah. Um and and let me just say, she's not done being chased is the mm-hmm. worst part. Uh they get her back to this the house, and you know, there's this amazing shot where she's tied up at the head of the table across from grandpa. <laughs> um, and everybody's at the table and they're all being loud and making a ruckus. But she like wakes up and there's this shot of like a close up of like a pig or a chicken. Then it zooms in just a little bit more to whatever's behind that, which is just as gruesome. Then another zoom in to something that is also gruesome. And then just the final zoom in of grandpa. And it's terrifying because you can see him in the foreground the whole time. You know that it's going to keep zooming in, but you don't love everything that you're seeing. So it's just getting worse and worse. And then you hear her scream as soon as it gets to his face. It's a really cool shot. It it does that same thing of just disorienting you. Because then you get these close-ups of her eye. Which are beautiful, by the way. <laughs> she's Great got beautiful eyes. green eyes. Yeah. Um, but they zoom in constantly of, like, not zoomed into the family, extreme zoom in on her eye. And then again, not zoomed in on the family. And they keep going back and forth with this. Basically just to, like, I almost show you that, like, they have no sense of her being a human yeah. in
0: any way. Yeah.
1: Like, for you, you're zoomed in on her eye. You can see the fear. Yeah. And you're looking right at her knowing she's afraid and this is upsetting But then they cut and they go back to this family who's like, yeah, woo! (laughs) It's like it means nothing
0: to them. So the table's covered in meat and she's just meat to be.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, she's just part of their dinner. And that is, oh my gosh. It's a really creepy moment of just humanizing her so much for you Mm -hmm. and nothing for them. So creepy. Um, Uh, And then this is where we get that nice hammer scene that we talked about. mm. If you haven't seen it, they, they talk about in the beginning of, like, killing like cows in the slaughterhouse with a hammer and how that's the way you should do it. And then you come to find out that's also how they kill the people here. And then they talk about how Grandpa's the best. Oh, Grandpa's the best at it. <laughs> they put a hammer in this old man's hand who we were so sure is dead. Yeah. And then he just continues to just... <laughs> bloop. He
0: just drops it. It just falls right <laughs> out of his just hand. drops it. And you get that Grandpa might be a little frustrated and he's disappointed in himself, but right. he's also... Not expressing and not holding on to the hammer. He's just like, okay, well. (laughs) Maybe I'll drop it on her head eventually. He's trying. And Leatherface, this is a really weird humanizing moment for him. Yeah. Because he's very patient. He's He's very very much like, I don't know. And so that's where a lot of people read into it. Like, oh, "Oh, he was so abused and like, he's scared and this is why he kills. And I was like, I'm not going to look that close See,
1: I didn't really see that as much as I saw just like uh, how important they are to each other. Yes. Uh, When we talk about like the family dynamics, Mm -hmm. it's very clear um, especially with Leatherface and like the granddad in that moment. Cause he's trying so hard. He knows grandpa probably can't do it, but he's not going to stop trying. And it is unsettlingly humanizing for him and yeah. you don't want it to be, but you, you, you know, you've been there, I'm sure with the yes. family members. So it's hard and ugh, really creepy part. Um, so I can understand the family part. I didn't look more into it about, I was just like, I don't know, man. He just loves his grandpa. Um, And then boy, oh boy, do we get a great scene here because they keep trying to drop this hammer on her head and, you know, she's not having it. She, the hitchhiker just lets go and is like, no, 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 let me do it.
0: And (sighs) she bucks her way out of there.
1: Because again, this is another moment that shows you that they do not think of this woman as a human in any way. They do not give a shit. Is that he feels like he can just let go of her like he can anything else he's killed, like the cows. Like he thinks if I let go, they'll still be there because... You know, they're not going to get away. Yeah. So they truly just have nothing for her. Like, no remorse or anything in their hearts for this woman. <laughs> and that part is so creepy. Because he lets go with such confidence. Like, oh, just let me grab the hammer. And of course, she fucking bolts. Good for her. Yeah. And Good boy, oh boy, this is where we get the beautiful window seat.
0: One of my favorites. Y'all,
1: she jumps out another window, again with no second thought. No. She sees a window, and again,
0: opportunity. Oh, but, she... mm.
1: but this time, um, she launches herself out the window and last time it was very obvious, you know, maybe they had a stunt double, but it still looked like her. In this one, if you pause it, fully just curly hair.
0: <laughs> I didn't clock that. It is just like... You always clock the wigs, and I'm, I never clock the wigs. What
1: can I say? I can't clock a dick, but I will clock the wigs. She jumps, and for the split second, she just has, like, a short, curly, like, blonde wig. And not even a little bit, like, she's like... Ugh, and she, like, <laughs> jumps with this wig. And then they cut to her, like, falling back to the straight hair. Incredible. So it is a very quick moment, but I literally was like, whoa, 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 that wig, you can't trick me. I love that. <laughs> um, And this is where, you know, we get a long chase again, which is still scary, but this is where I feel like it loses um the scariness and almost gets that humor that he's talking about back, where it's like, y'all didn't think she was a human, and now she's getting away from you because you're, you didn't think this through. He's chasing her with his chainsaw. Another man in a truck gets involved, who we never see get back in his truck. This poor man got pulled in and never pulled out. Oh, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but my favorite part is this man who she flags down, like, come help. He gets out. And for some reason, they don't get in the truck and drive away. They just get out on the other side of the truck. And he just lobs a wrench. <laughs> He lost my mind. <laughs> like I said, this is where it takes a turn into not scary. <laughs> he just loves that wrench so hard and he's like, ah! <laughs> he cuts himself with the chainsaw. <laughs> Nothing goes well. Leatherface truly in this moment I almost was like maybe I should root for Leatherface. <laughs> he just got a like a fucking wrench to the face and he's like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> I just-
0: Just on their Monday. They should have been doing the.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you had like that music, yeah. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Um, Because then another truck pulls up, and again we don't see what happens to the man in the semi. He's just gone. We don't see him anymore. And she gets in this other pickup truck, and (laughs) Leatherface, I still reeling from his wrench attack, is apparently not. (laughs) You know, he's he's out of sorts. But he's just swinging it wildly, not even close to her. And she gets in the truck and drives away. Yeah. And he dances.
0: <laughs> and he dances with the chainsaw <laughs> to the sky. He dances really beautifully, too. It's like, not
1: even awkward. Uh, he's just like, if I can't have her, at least I've got my chainsaw in me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I couldn't even be upset because he looks like he's having such a damn good time. Yeah. You know, she got away, but they they had a good time, apparently.
0: they his <laughs> chainsaw and then we separated. I just. Lovey dances so so nicely.
1: Oh God! And that's basically the whole movie. And those are all my notes. It is scary. It did have parts that scare me, but when it really gets to the when she launches herself out the window again, that's where I think, okay, we've gotten to the dark humor. I see.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. um, what's your behind the scenes? For chasing, because there's just a lot of chasing in this, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. excited to hear. I have two
0: things. Okay. I'm going to do the weirder one first, and then okay. go back to the chasing. Cause Hell yeah. It. Okay. So, there was one chainsaw prop. Okay. And uh, they, it was real. Oh, I knew that. Yep. It was a real chainsaw, oh, and god. they didn't think about it being dangerous until what the actor mean? dropped it and <gasps> had the good like forethought to throw it away from him as he fell. Oh my god. And uh, so, they were like... Oh, okay. So when he's using it, we're going to take the something off. Like right. they gave me the part name, and I don't remember did, shit. Yeah. And so then there are actually scenes where he is using the chainsaw, like to cut through the door and stuff, and to like to cut through foliage. Oh my that god. they put it back on, but it took like an hour to do. Oh my god. And so god. they had to keep taking this part off and then putting it back on, so that it wouldn't maim someone, but then so it could also be used as an actual cutting tool. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the I knew, other thing—oh my god—I knew it was real, but yeah. Oh my So the actor that plays Leatherface had to purposefully run slower and make a lot of stops to like chop through trees because he kept catching up to the actress because <laughs> she ran so slowly. Oh my god! And so like, whenever he stops and like unnecessarily cuts a bramble, it's because there were so many takes where he <laughs> caught up to her and it then was he just like a reshoot. And he was like, I guess I'll do some pruning. <laughs>
1: Man, it was just too efficient and they yeah. were like can you just can you not can you be worse at running please I can just picture the scenes of them like ah, ah, and he's just there and
0: he he's oh like, Come whoops on. Um, she oh. expends all of her energy windmilling her arms and screaming <laughs> and, and launching herself out windows yeah and yeah and she has very little energy left for running apparently she really swings so, like, those the, arms the arms
1: and it's like it looks like she's land swimming yeah, and what at one point doing?
0: I was like, you could maximize your oxygen intake if you stopped screaming wildly yes! as you're running. And I was like, I'm not going to judge. I don't know what I would do. And I understand the situation. It's for I get yeah, that. But <laughs> my girl,
1: sweet love. She makes it. Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a cool shot when she's in the truck in the blood and she's like, ah, yeah! Like, oh, and she's just laughing. I she's, would too. Do- I mean, what, what yeah. do you do at that point? You know? Everything sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, (laughs) he just was like, I'm going to just take a little moment to myself, (laughs) cut some branches. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Oh my God. So that's, I mean, that's what I had on horror. Basically, I liked it because I just let go. I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't look too deep into it. And I just enjoyed the camera angles. The camera angles did a good job of disorienting you and confusing you, but also just being interesting enough that, even though I wasn't looking too deep into it, I wasn't bored because yeah. I was. They were doing interesting things with what they had, um, and I, I like it. I like when a movie has a small budget, but they not necessarily. This is a tiny budget, but it's
0: small compared to others, small yeah. compared to
1: others. So, just that they, you know, when you can do really interesting things because you can have a small budget and just do really static camera shots of back and forth of people yeah. talking, but if you get interesting with it, it. I don't know, It's neat. I like it. I can appreciate it more when you know. They have to try hard to make it interesting. Yeah. Um. So I liked it, even though, you know, it's not without its sins. <laughs> that's for sure. But I think part of me liked it so much just because it was so funny at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's it's just like her laughing in the truck. Yeah. What do you do at that point? Everything's so ridiculous. What can you do Then just I,
0: yeah. fucking laugh? I'd say the last five to seven minutes is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. That's where it, because like mm-hmm. at around like the hour mark, I was like, no, like around the fifty-minute mark, I was like, "There's a half hour left." Is she just gonna be running the whole time? Like, it, I can't she see really anything. Is. They took a sojourn for dinner, and then yeah. she went back to running. But I was like, "Yeah, a of it's her running
1: through the same patch of woods in a circle." It really is. I think the only thing that saved it for me too in that moment is getting to the old man and the the broom poking, yeah. because it's so odd that it it takes a break. It is like, yeah, don't don't worry, she's gonna run some more, but hold on, let's poke her the broom for a bit. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's, those are all my notes. That's, I, I did like it. I thought the horror was cool. Juicy Foley as usual, mm, but you know, yeah, that's what you usually get for a good 1970s film, so. Yeah. The spiders, that sound of those spiders really haunts me. It was like a yeah. crackly, like, yeah, I don't know exactly what they used to do it, but it was really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought that was so neat because you can't see it. You don't know what it is. And even when you do see it, it's this weird. Would it make that sound? I don't want to find out. Ugh. <laughs>
0: I don't want to know. The I don't want to
1: know. Yeah. Uh So yeah, that's that's what I had.
0: Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like every time you do your notes, I was like, maybe I should rewatch this so I can find out lighting, <laughs> so I can see colors. I <laughs> see. I didn't even
1: notice too much on the lighting, is because it was so natural, which is what we had in another one too. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but ones that just have really natural lighting, I do enjoy. Oh, it was the whaling? The whaling just had amazing mm. natural lighting. Uh, And this one seemed to as well, for the most part. I mean, maybe because of the budget, maybe because that's what they wanted. But wherever you were, it seemed to match where you were. Very warm fluorescence, like at dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, same with outside. It was very dry, which did a good job of making you feel like you're hot and like there too because they kept complaining about how hot it is because it
0: genuinely was. And they were sweating buckets. These poor
1: actors were genuinely so hot and sweaty. Um, and I felt it because it, it was so dry. It it felt like there was just no no air in those moments. They do have that amazing shot of the house with the heat waves, mm-hmm, Yeah, which is great. Like I said, purposeful or not, it's a cool shot. I love it a lot because it gives you this uh, one more thing to be uh, unsettled by. Yeah. It's not it's bad enough they're being chased and everything, but they are probably so uncomfortable and hot and probably getting tired faster, can't run as much. So, yeah. It it did a good job of making you feel the uh, the the surroundings, the lighting in the, you know, shots. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: it's also funny because you take incredible notes as you watch, <laughs> and my notes as I watch are very oh. useless. <laughs> If uh, I read these
1: word for word, Kate, they are not, <laughs> I am, I am making it up as I go and just,
0: <laughs> uh, my, one of my notes as I was going through, this is our miscellaneous bones basket from we don't really have a project for them just yet. Because <laughs> There's like a chicken wire <laughs> basket of bones that is miscellaneous. I just literally
1: just wrote scary stick pokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, Oh, this did remind me though. Um, not my scariest moment, uh-huh. but my favorite shot, which I know I said was the drunk guy. Um, but it's actually this moment, um, when they've done the extreme close-up of, like, her eye, and they've been doing it for a while, so you're almost getting used to it, you're just, like, expecting it. Then there's just this intense zoom-out, super-fast zoom-out of the house, or of the table, I can't remember which, but it is so, like, whiplash, and then it cuts right back to, like, being her eye. And it was just so cool. It is so unsettling of just... Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what emotion it brings out of me. I just know that it was so jarring. Yeah. Because you've just seen nothing but her eye and so close. And then it it shows you a shot and zoom. (laughs) Gone. So neat. So that's my favorite shot. Um, But do you have a favorite scare?
0: Yeah. So I have two. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember the name of the character that dies in the first one. So I'm going to skip to the second one. I know. (laughs) Uh, It's like when the first guy that goes into the house dies Mm -hmm. because it's just so quick. They just like. Yep clonk him over the head with a hammer just gone. and then slam the door and he's that's it. Yeah. That's it for him. But it's when Pam's almost free of the house. She like has her moment oh, in I the know. feather room and she's freaking out understandably and then she realizes oh shit I'm in danger so she starts to run away and she gets out the door and then he just wraps an <sighs> arm around her waist yep. and just like pulls her back in. That part is so scary. Oh yeah.
1: Ugh. Oh my god. Um I'm trying to think of my favorite scare. I think it's in... The van with the hitchhiker. Because it stands out the most. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's just so many that are scary. But this one just... It's either this one or with the old man. You know what? It's the old man. Because that one's worse.
0: Yeah. The hitchhiker
1: was scary. But it's when she gets to the gas station. And she is, like, help. Trying to help. You know. Can you do something? And he uh, is very calm. And at first it's like, okay, maybe he's just, you know, he's scared too. I don't know. Then he comes back, still smiling, holding, like, rope in this burlap sack. And he goes, okay. Almost like she should know what to do. It terrified me when he yeah. holds it up. And he's just like, come on. Like, it's okay. As if anybody would see that and think, yeah, okay.
0: No, it's like the way you'd approach a scared dog where you're trying to reassure yeah. them because they don't understand the context. They'll just listen to your tone. Exactly. And if your tone is soothing, then. It was very unsettled. I hated it. Oh, yeah. It was so, especially because I, un- I didn't know at first. I genuinely
1: thought, okay, well. He's going to help. He's going to do something. No. <laughs> so it really creeped me out. It really was one condescending to maybe not even condescending as much. Just again, they just don't think of her as a human. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. So that's mine yeah. for sure.
0: Are you ready for qualms? Yeah. 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 Okay. For sure. <laughs> So, I have to upgrade this, like, past qualms. Yeah. And, like, looking back, I think a lot of my previous qualms should have also been upgraded because qualms are more about, like, uneasiness. Like, I don't feel totally good about this, and there's, like, this sense of hesitance. But looking back, and considering this case, it is not a qualm. (laughs) I was briefly drawn to the term vexation, but that doesn't really, like, capture the sense of injustice that I'm feeling watching certain things. Like, not just this movie, but other ones, too. And, like... I don't know what the best word is for this yeah. overarching category, but I'm just going to say my concerns. Yeah. These are my concerns. <laughs> and if you know the word I want that captures divine wrath, let me know. i like, think. Uh, so my concerns for this movie are primarily about ableism. Yeah. So Leatherface and the entire cannibal family are depicted as ambiguously mentally unstable with cognitive disabilities. Yeah. Problematic in a variety of ways. So I don't have, like, an order of importance of, like, why it's problematic, but the order in which my thoughts occurred to me. So first off, it's very stigmatizing to depict folks with schizophrenia as murderers. Yeah. Because individuals with mental illness are more likely to be the victims of violent crime than the perpetrators. And then I pulled up a bunch of articles from the APA, the American Psychological Association, and, like, one of them has the quote, the vast majority of people with mental illness are not violent, not criminal, not dangerous – And while perpetrating violence is relatively uncommon among those with serial mental illness, when it does occur, in many cases, it is intertwined with other issues, such as co-occurring substance use, adverse childhood experiences, and environmental factors. Mm -hmm. And so, like, people will point out research that say folks with mental illness, primarily schizophrenia, manic depressive disorder, and major depressive disorder, are slightly more likely than folks without those illnesses to commit violent crimes. And that is a true representation, but it's also not looking closely enough. Yeah. Because... It's, like, not by that much, and it's usually along with a comorbidity or a complicating factor. Yeah. Like, substance abuse. Right. <laughs> substance abuse is, like, the big one. And then other studies have shown that environmental factors are also a huge contributor. So, like, is there adequate stable housing uh, that's accessible? Right. <laughs> uh, do people in the neighborhood earn li- living wage? And those are huge factors. And so, like, even though none of the characters are outwardly diagnosed yeah. with any mental illness or cognitive disabilities, it's still ambiguously there. Yeah. And to me, that's very stigmatizing because, like, it's partially based on Ed Gein, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So even though it's just loosely based, Mm -hmm. they still show them laughing at strange moments, doing things that are unexplainable. And so it's just this never outright said but assumed that there is something happening there. And I think that, like, for me personally, the scarier thing would be someone that has, like, they know what they're doing is wrong and they choose to do it anyway because right. they enjoy it. And, and I think that is
1: way scarier.
0: Yeah. And so to me, like, watching this, I talked about a little bit earlier with Franklin, like, yeah. the way that he was treated and yeah. dehumanized and reduced, where it was just, like, he became the laughing stock because, like, when he's angry yeah. and he's basically depicted as being childish right. and then he, like, rolls through a doorway but hits his arm and he's like, right. ow, and it's supposed right. to be funny. And to me, it's just, like, why was it okay to depict someone in a wheelchair as a child and as less deserving of care and attention and why are their needs not seen as valued? Like,
1: it would have just been so much better, too, if he was just treated as any other character in the movie, which at first it kind of almost was. Like, I was, like, I had hopes that I was, like, okay. Like, then he, like, rolls down the hill and I was, like, oh, okay. So this is going to be some sort of weird, like, comedy shtick. Like, and it's... uh, I don't know. It's, like, subtle, too, almost, in the way.
0: So it's, like, worse. Because it's, like, I don't know. Uh, It's just upsetting. There was just a lot there. And so, like, it's kind of, like, trying to... We've had this discussion before where it's, like, this is very much a product of its time. But yeah. at the same time, we need to hold people to account and not make excuses. So it's right. like, like, oh, your grandpa like was from a different time, and it's like it still wasn't okay. Right? It's like it was never okay.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just people yeah. weren't saying anything then, and yeah. it's it, and was it was more like widely ex- not ex- well, It was kind of accepted. No. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, especially because like I think back then is when the movement of people like in wheelchairs and a lot yeah. of other things were fighting to get like the things that they needed and to be treated as part of society and not this like push to the side thing that you don't yeah. want to think about. So it happened at a very unfortunate time too, because that is when like 60s and 70s is when that movement really picked yeah. up and was like, you know, we are not something to be forgotten. We are people and you can treat us like that. And that made sense. So like this movie was like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, product of it, it's time. Yeah. And also just it doesn't really have an excuse considering that time also people were still <laughs> not okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I, and one of my biggest qualms too was that, and also, yeah. um, just like using facial differences, just being something to be frightened of. Yeah. Um, cause like the hitchhiker, he's scary by the things he does. He, you don't need to make comments like, oh, his face is weird. He's weird. And they, they give him like, I think a scar or yeah. a birthmark or something, in order to, like, make him even scarier. And I'm like, that's not what makes him scary. Like, you know, you didn't need that. Yeah. And like I said, I understand, you know, at the time that probably wasn't something people were thinking of. It just, unfortunately, is still even sometimes used in movies. We talk about it a lot, like villains. Yeah. In superhero movies, that is often, like, Mm. what causes them to be a villain. And so it still happens, but it just is unfortunate because – People who look like that aren't evil like that's not something to be considered evil and I I don't know yeah that was my biggest qualm yeah um because like you said I there are parts where I feel like they know what they're they're doing is wrong and that's when it's the scariest for me yeah it's when it's not and it's almost depicted like you said as this ambiguous something is like they are mentally unwell that's when it's not yeah I'm like that's not
0: scary that's just sad. like that's not you shouldn't yeah. because it gets into this like I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but it's like, okay, well, smart people aren't evil and only people with no IQs. And to me, that's just such a problematic, like...
1: And it's still used today. Like, that is still a thing that, like, you know, people use, like, Split, like, the movie Split, using DID is... That's really hard. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I hate it, but it still happens. And Yeah. yeah, so I'm definitely not surprised that that is what happens. Yeah. I am surprised that it's so ambiguous. That it's not, I'm sur- I'm honestly surprised they didn't just straight out say, because especially because it's based off Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because, it, yeah. you know, the fake news report, I thought maybe it would be a little more outright with it, which would have been just as shitty. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, both ways were not great. But yeah. like I said, the moments where they seem to know what they're doing is wrong and they seem fine with it and that's just, like, their life, that's the scariest yeah. parts because... That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that <laughs> what you're doing
0: deep. is awful and just doing it anyway, that's so scary. It's like American Psycho, where he's he like the epitome of a successful businessman. Right. Man, and, and he he's is just like, ugh, he's empty inside. <laughs> like the part uh, where he's poking her with the stick,
1: that part scares me, I think, because he seems to know that that is not okay and that she obviously is in pain and it's bringing him joy. That's what's scary, is the fact that, he's like. Sadistic he knows that she's in pain and he knows that she's lying basically mm-hmm. giving her this nice tone but just poking her with his little stick that's keep it there keep it there guys yeah
0: yeah yeah i just so. hate when it's like leatherface never says words just like yeah. grunts and he was told to like listen to what pigs sound like oh and it's like why do you have to diminish that so much like he could have like it, I don't know. It's something that just upsets me, and I don't have the words for it because I'm not well versed on disability. No, studies. I know. Yeah, it, I yeah.
1: It just rubbed me the wrong way. Obviously, yeah. so I did still enjoy the movie, but like I said, it was mostly just for the parts that where they weren't. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it was rare, but it did happen. Uh, but yeah, the same qualms. I had the same ones. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: this actually leads exactly into tropes. Oh, when you're ready. all right. <laughs> Uh, so this is just, like, a continuation of the yeah. previous topic. <laughs> All right. So you know the trope, barrier your gays? Yes. And it's like, oh, gay people cannot survive this. Right. This trope is called barrier disabled. Ah, okay. And it, I want to first call it the name of this trope in particular. Yeah. Um, because I think it does speak to, like, the person first versus identi- identity first, like, dialogue and discussion within and outside of the disability studies field. Mm-hmm. Because I think we've talked about it before. A lot of folks, like... That are um like of the works that I've read, a lot of folks are like, I am autistic, and this is something that I I don't want to I don't want it to be like John has autism. It's like John is autistic, and that changes the way he's perceived by the world, and it is right. an important facet of my being. Yeah, and so it's like there's this. Cultural understanding of, like, oh, my God, we don't want to say that someone is their disability. But then there's the disability rights folks that are saying, no, it's really important to name it so that we can talk about how the world is disabling. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not reducing me. It's explaining a facet of me. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't want it to – like, there are so many ways and so many levels of, like, hearing it, especially yeah. if you're not, like, talking about it, if you haven't heard people mm-hmm. talk about it. So – the trope name can seem very dismissive, but I think it actually is, like, calling out how disability is represented in film as diminishing and basically creates, like, this monolith and overly simplified understanding right. of people with disabilities and disabled people. Yeah,
1: same thing, like, we had in Annabelle creation yeah. where it's, like, it made her, it's her whole whole story, her whole yeah.
0: personality. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, ugh. So there are four ways, generally, mm-hmm. that this trope is played. Accident, suicide, murder, and mercy kill. Yeah. Uh, So these can all be problematic in different ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the accident is often due to complications arising from their disability, and this can play into too good for this sinful earth and tearjerker tropes. Oh, God. Death by suicide gets back to what we discussed when we were talking about Lights Out. Right. Where it seems as if the writer or director truly believes that it's better for someone to die than to live with a disability because that would be so horrible. Uh, able to sell, obviously. Right. Mercy kill is a variation on that. Problematic. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to explain it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that leaves us with murder, which is what happens in the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> <No>! Massacre. <laughs> yeah, we landed the murder. Uh. So Franklin is in his wheelchair and is killed by Leatherface via chainsaw to the chest. Yeah. It's a gruesome moment. It's not gory No. because his back is like turned to the. It's camera. got just enough turn, yeah. Yeah. But... but this is used in this moment to like demonstrate the inhumanity of Leatherface, like. Right you wouldn't punch a guy without his glasses, would you? Right. Or that type of thing, you know? And so, like, as TV Tropes points out, this quote tends to carry the unfortunate implication that someone who's disabled can't protect themselves. Right. So it occurs in a lot of ways, but in this one, it was, like, shock value. And then also, yeah. And then this one we talked about, like, a shit ton, so I don't think we really have to get into a lot. Um, Yeah. But it's gory discretion shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I figured you would talk about, like, the PG, PG PG-13-R thing. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And we talked about it before, like PG-13 didn't exist. So it was PG or it was R. Right, yeah. which is so funny. I mean, this should have been R no matter what. Oh, yeah. But I just think it's funny
1: <laughs> that they were like, maybe PG. Maybe. PG. Why?
0: <laughs> In what way? Cooper, baby. <laughs> God. And then this is just kind of a silly throwaway trope. Never trust a title. The vast majority of character deaths are due to a hammer, not a chainsaw. Only Franklin's killed with a teacher like right. a chainsaw. Yeah.
1: He so, just loves to chase with it.
0: Yeah. As soon as he pulled it out, I was like, is this the chainsaw? From, from the, the title?
1: title? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's, uh, There were less chainsaw deaths than I thought. Yeah. I was like, okay, is he just, no, they love that hammer. Like, <laughs> I guess hammer Texas massacre. <laughs> Texas hammer massacre. <laughs> hammer Texas ranger. <laughs> Texas Ranger partner? <laughs> <laughs> partner. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Hammer Texas Ranger partner. partner. Partner,
0: you have to do the head. Tilt.
1: I had. I'm doing the head tilt. Nobody. I'm grabbing my invisible cowboy hat and tilting it. I think everyone m'lady? can hear
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody yeah. can. Thank you can. You can hear the difference between the partner and Malini. Partner. Partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: god uh-huh. yeah that's funny I, it's funny because i didn't think about it until you talked about it when i got here you're like yeah it's not that many chains on and yeah. so i'm like oh shit yeah <laughs> there really are yeah. oh interesting
0: yeah so are we at the <sighs> oh rating? shit is it time is it
1: time yeah should we choose our rating first rating and now yeah yeah okay um i have one that suck out i'm excited broom pokes I just—it
0: has to be broom pokes. Broom pokes.
1: It just because that was so fucking ki- or window jumps. Like she really, eh, just,
0: yeah. <laughs> window launch. <laughs> okay, I like those. I like broom pokes just because that was something that got us both. Like really it got was, us. Because we were like, <laughs> I can't do it without doing the noise. Yes.
1: He is just so giddy, and he's just like, I got her again. Like <laughs> it's horrible. Oh my god. I I think it's gotta be broom pokes. Okay, broom pokes. Okay. I'm preparing my hand, because last time I accidentally held up five, and I'm, I know five, five and a half. half. Yeah.
0: I'm... Okay, I'm gonna... I'm ready. Okay.
1: I've got mine ready. I'm not gonna fuck up this time.
0: Okay. One, two, three. Hey! hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so I did two and a half, and Nikki did three and a yeah. half. Yeah. Okay. Do You want to go first, or you don't to go first? You go first. Okay. I think I made it pretty clear with my qualms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just something that I couldn't get past to watch the movie on the merits. Right. And so it's like, I recognize that there were some really cool camera angles. Yeah. But I also think this just wasn't a movie for me because it's not something that I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed reading about it more than I enjoyed watching it. And so like everyone holds this up as like this like super important like piece of horror canon, especially slasher films. I'm like, cool. I'm like, good for you. Like anyone that likes it, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I didn't. Right. So I have my qualms. I didn't think it was fun to watch <laughs> so that's why i give it two and a half
1: <laughs> i gave it three and a half um uh-huh. obviously like for the qualms um because i did enjoy the movie um but like yeah those those qualms and those issues were upsetting like especially someone who struggles with mental health we both mm, you know yeah. have issues oh, with business, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to watch people with that be like they're a murderer because of this and yeah. it's like that's so bad no <laughs> like <laughs> um so that part was upsetting, but I will say I, I'm giving it three and a half, one yeah. camera angles, mm. two, um, good juicy Foley. And also just lighting was really interesting, especially knowing that their budget was smaller. Yeah. And I think what got me the most is that like, it was a slasher movie I enjoyed, which yeah. is just so unusual. Um, cause for the, I was really not, not looking forward to it. Cause like, I, I'm happy to watch these movies. I just was so sure that this would be something I'm not into because yeah. I don't like gory shots that are just gory for the sake of being shock value it's just not my thing really so when it wasn't that it just surprised me and it kept my interest because of that i mean they had to make the deaths interesting they had to do a lot of interesting ways to get around the gore so it just kept my attention so three and a half uh it's it's definitely not free of its sin um (laughs) that's for sure but i enjoyed it more than i thought it would yeah i, I definitely had like a better time than i was expecting yeah um yeah because like we've talked about it before with like saw and Hostel, and like the first saw movie has more plot so i enjoy that but then it starts to get like torture just for the sake of torture yeah. and I, I lose interest and in, which is what i thought this would be yeah and it's, it's surprisingly not so i did like it yeah
0: nice. really cool really cool lighting I can do math. So this is three and a half plus two and a half is six. (laughs) It is indeed
1: six.
0: I was so unsure about Six broom pokes. Six six broom pokes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. I mean.
0: Actually less than he poked her. Yeah, (laughs) honestly. Way less. He poked her so many times. Uh, I mean, for, you know, it's
1: an old film. I think i was ready for the qualms too like i think with a lot of the classics that is something that's just gonna happen and i'm also we've talked about this before too is that like everything we like has its problems nothing is free of issues and i think that like it's okay to like things as long as you are willing to take into account and say like yeah i know that this is not great yeah like i'm willing to say that and like it needs to be said so it's only when people will argue and be like no it's not it's great it's perfect yeah No, nothing we like is perfect. And I think we all just need to accept that. Like, (laughs) everything you love, no matter how amazing, has its It's issues. And that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That just happens. Like, that's life.
0: That was something, like, the very first grad school, like, class that I had, one of my Mm -hmm. professors said, I want everyone to go around the table and tell me their guilty pleasure, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't feel guilty about it. And it was, like, finding value in the things that we know are problematic, but we still enjoy. Right. And this professor went through and explained, like, how – Like, pleasure and joy are, like, politically important, but also just important to you. And that we can enjoy media and understand that there are problematic aspects and hold that to account, but still enjoy it. Right. Because everything is problematic somehow. I just don't want anybody to ever feel, like, when we point these
1: things out, that we are doing it to be like, shame on you for liking this. Never. Like, if you like the Conjuring movies, listen, they're entertaining. Like, they they are especially entertaining when you are, like, mad at them and you're watching it like you would a movie that you know and and like if you like those movies they are universally pretty well liked considering their budget and how well they did in the movie they movie Mm -hmm. the money they made yeah so don't ever take our qualms or anything as saying like you shouldn't like this no everything we like has its problems and that's just how it is yep it doesn't make it any less enjoyable like that's just you know for some it does for some you know
0: as long as you're holding it accountable. <laughs> that's a really good fucking summary. Yeah, I just,
1: like, I feel bad sometimes. I don't want people to ever think that we're shitting on a movie that is so well-loved because, and we're shaming anybody. Because I told Kate when we started, I was like, I liked this movie. And I knew that we were going to have these qualms. And I was yeah. like, does that make me bad? And Kate's like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you like a movie, you like a movie. Because yeah. I did. I had a good time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's, that's my little, my yeah. little box. I'll step down. Soapbox Corner. I got partner. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's for you.
0: <laughs> My lady. So that wraps up our discussion yeah. of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That Please. helps other people find us. And, you know, we keep checking it. I check it all the time. yeah. And it's just really cool to see people say fun yeah. things or point out things that they enjoy. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. And every Wednesday, we'll post mm-hmm. uh, the movie for the week and where to watch it. I yep. am now remembering. Longer. I know. We're <laughs> trying to remember
1: more and more. And, yeah. like, hopefully, if it's not something that's streamable, like, you can get for free, we'll we'll try and put that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know it's hard.
0: <clears throat> and then we put our extended show notes on our website, just justcoolwithitpod.com. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the memes that we yeah. reference go. <laughs> Usually, we
1: try to put every meme we yeah. reference.
0: Oh, literally at the top. As soon as you go to the extended show notes page, yeah. like, you go to the episodes page, you get the summary and the content warnings. And then below that, it'll say read our extended show notes. And then if you click that, you get the memes. And then you They're get good memes. <laughs> yeah. And then you get all my citations and notes and stuff. It's good stuff. Whatever. Uh, and then you could also look at our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash just go with it. And we have a new patron this month. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, and Meg. Yeah, Meg. Woo!
1: Um, We talked about this a little bit earlier, but when we mentioned the movie Crawl, Uh, this is something we do with our patrons and if you want to join it is so fun it's when we all we pick a movie together usually and then we'll start it at the same time in discord and then we will all just talk and watch Mm -hmm. it and just you know usually it's a goofy movie that like we're not taking super serious like crawl the movie about alligators (laughs) Apex Predator forever (laughs) (laughs) so if you ever want in on these sweet inside jokes
0: join the Patreon it's a blast it's a fun time Yeah. so yeah uh, that's our Simul Watch. Yes, yeah. that's our Simul Watch, uh, and it kind of mimics the original chat that we had that, that started this. Yeah, that started the podcast, yeah. started it all. <sighs> so the intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella and the cover is by our very own Nikki Solomon. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> that one was so mean. I'm sorry to myself. m'lady <laughs> let's let's sign off. m'lady lady, partner. I did it backwards. Partner.
1: rip it.